Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 311. 311 was an inside job of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez. Who else is joining me here in the Patreon tier to be determined later studio of the airwaves? Bastard unit Chris Antista. And Bannerman of a long dead and defunct house, Matthew Allen. And special guest... Sir Pounce fangirl Diana Goodman. Oh, shit. <laughs> Genuine Sir <laughs> Pounce fangirl in the house. Oh, that's Sir Pounce. Get, how'd you get fucking 302010's Diana Goodman on this show? Uh, we had a last-minute cancellation, and she knows oh. a lot about our topic, which, of course... <laughs> because I live and here. Lives yes. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to worry about putting anyone out at the last minute. <laughs> Just your wife. <laughs> it wasn't she's me. fine. She's fine. It wasn't me be the chihuahua with headphones on Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah. Now that, I would listen to. <laughs> Steve's only seen about half of Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> He's behind. Which, yes, which is our, our topic this week because Game of Thrones is coming back. And if Woo! you work or live near fans of it, you've probably caught an earful about it and probably are even excited to start watching it again yourself there are six episodes left who's gonna fucking die huh everybody uh, yeah, yeah no, I would say, all of them uh, mm-hmm. yeah i'd say like 70 75 percent of the people are gonna go mm-hmm. uh, the one's gonna upset you the most Tyrion. yeah yeah that's gonna that's really gonna bother you that would hurt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i promise you peter dinklage doesn't have any interest in the spinoff so <laughs> it's it just it's just i can't think of anything else like that that like this this lovely little book series i started reading in like the year 2001 2003 mm-hmm. that is wrapping up on an hbo tv show yep like i think we had you had a similar experience with maybe scott pilgrim because uh oh, didn't they right. have to like yeah. rush the ending of that movie or the, the release of the last book so yeah, because the, the the movie was coming together before the book came out. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so like, but like, this is like, I don't know, like twenty years. It, it's at almost twenty years of like, I cannot wait to see how this shakes out. I've rarely been this excited for a show that I wouldn't even call one of my favorite shows because there's been peaks and valleys. But like, mm-hmm. dude, it's fucking awesome. I don't regret any time I've spent with it. People who say I don't understand what you like about it, they just shut up. It's fucking great. Yeah, then and you don't probably, watch it. You're probably watching bad TV. Mm-hmm. You know who else can't wait to see how it turns out? George Railroad Martin because he had no <laughs> fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, he, or Sarah Sarah calls him George Rape Rape Martin. Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. I, I he does think, have a style. I think he's just holding off on putting book six out until the, the TV show wraps because it doesn't make any goddamn sense for that to come out and be a competing narrative yeah. with yeah. like this immensely popular TV show. Mm-hmm. But also, I have a, a creeping suspicion that it's going to, Winds of Winter is going to come out. It's going to be like, oh yeah, you know, with all this extra time, I took you to a third part of the world that you've never heard of before and introduced like two new mercenary companies filled with people you don't care about and have never heard of and they're going to take up about half the book. here's what they were wearing uh-huh. and here's their sigil. Here's what they here's... ate for breakfast. It's not Game of Thrones if I don't have to remember 50 names that I can't keep track yep. of. Anymore. And their nicknames. Everyone has two names. Right. Yeah, Let's make it extra right. hard on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That fifth book, yeah. my God. That's why I'm yeah, I, I jumped out at the fourth Let's book, and there's a little in the third book that was just like, well, that's stupid. I wonder how the show will approach it. Oh, they didn't approach it. Neat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I still I still think that that moment at the end of the season before last, I think, when the <laughs> blew up, it, it was yeah. just like was HBO awesome. saying, like, we're out of book. <laughs> Fuck you, nerds! Yeah. Just like kicking over the carefully arranged chessboard. And... <laughs> I, I'll be honest, it got 
super entertaining because stuff started happening a lot yes, quicker. Yes, yes. Book, you know? almost too quick. It's like there's no way in hell they could have gotten like from King's Landing to the Ice Wall in like two hours. Yeah, and they got rid of those awkward Tom Bombadil scenes. That was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I think about. Yes, ah. <laughs> yeah, uh. all the Hey Nani Nani songs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, its pacing got better. I, I do think it's one of the best shows on uh, on TV. The last. The, the seasons where they just completely surpassed the books were like, holy shit, does this show move now? Mm. Holy shit. It, it was so satisfying. Uh, just seeing those showrunners who are better at economically getting a story out than some others. Just saying. Yep. Just saying. Just saying. And, and, and it's, it's, it's also important to remember, I think we've confused the, the access to Netflix shows as a, a, I think we've confused that with quality. And I just I just watched the like just the first two episodes of Barry. I'm like, this show is better than anything that's been on Netflix in three years. Hmm. Mm. Show rules. HBO knows TV much better than Netflix. Sure, yeah. yeah. Mm. Not going to argue with you. Yeah, I had I'm, to give out give out that hot take. Watch Barry. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I was doing randomly. I was doing a, a GIF search today. Like a coworker was like, "Hey, I want an image of like someone playing a game and like the TV like lights from the TV on their face." And I just like did a GIF search for for gamer and a shot of Barry from that show playing a video game popped up. Like Bill Hader looking disgruntled, and I'm like, even that was <laughs> was way funnier than it should have been. Just it got me like <laughs> chuckling, and they're like, "What are you laughing at?" I was like, "I don't know why." Yeah. It's just you know like this. <laughs> Because you also know the premise of that show, and just so him like playing video yes. games. Yes, mm. Bill Hader is a, a, a an Iraqi veteran, current soldier of fortune, uh, aspiring actor who relaxes by playing Forza. Nice, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I mean, Mo- some I mean, of it. Just fucking at me next time, showrunners. All right. <laughs> yes. It, it, so if you need anybody killed, at me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at Chris. Yeah. Uh, it's next it, time. <laughs> if it's not clear already, uh, this is going to be a very Game of Thrones heavy show because we we like Game of Thrones and uh, decided to get back into the spirit of things by taking a look at the top five Game of Thrones games or Games of Thrones. And I should say right off the bat, even though this is a top five, there are not five good Game of Thrones games. We use the the term top very loosely. (laughs) It's just relative to other things. There, yeah. there are a surprising amount of them because even I remember like the show had like three seasons and we were already in the news cycle. Like, no, they promised this game's going to be the good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sure, and, and it's, it's had it's had more games than The Walking Dead, which it would seem that would seem to be like more gamified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, than something that like seems Game of Thrones. Pretty obvious. There's zombie video games out there. Mm-hmm. Make a Walking Dead version. Well, there have been there have been like they two sort of Walking did. Dead shooters that haven't been very good, apparently, and uh, and then there was the Telltale series, and we all know how that went. But awesome that, until it wasn't. I think that's one reason, though, we haven't seen that many good Game of Thrones games. Is it's tough to gamify political intrigue. Like mm-hmm. you can do like good real time strategy, like hey, these armies are fighting each mm-hmm. other. Okay, yeah. I could see that happening. But the actual, like, the the good stuff of those books, which is character development, moment to moment, you know, like them stabbing each other in the back and playing the Game of Thrones, that's kind of tough to translate to a game. And I think the most successful, I'm guessing, is probably on our list. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also affiliated with Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. We'll find out why. Well, really, even though you're saying there's a lot of them, there aren't really that many. There's maybe, like... You're not including mobile. A couple that didn't make the cut on our list. I'm Mm. including... I, I... Looked at all of them, man. Okay, I believe you. I believe you. This was a, a, a dark couple days of research. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy, I'm I'm so excited to talk about uh, this. And like one or two, it's like, oh, that's no longer for sale. I'm off the hook about that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, that one got canceled. Good, I don't have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, great. There was no sparrows to rely on. No. To get the info himself. No, uh, all, all first-hand information, sort of. But anyway, we will dive right into that right after this. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1999. Of the past, no one can be told what the Matrix is. Whoa. You have to see it for yourself. The Matrix. It's the one thing that still sticks out this silly to me. No one can be told what the Matrix is. It's a I'm place gonna... where they farm human beings to be batteries. Like, <laughs> yes, you can't. I think it's brilliant. I think it's one. I think, and guess I'm going to say it again. I think it's mm-hmm. my generation Star Wars. Uh, okay. Let's not pretend mm-hmm. Star Wars doesn't have bad sequels. Yeah. <laughs> and bad dialogue. Yeah. And, and bad dialogue. Hmm. And and when you watch wow. it right now, it doesn't look like like this has an independent movie budget. Mm-hmm. Holy mm-hmm. shit, this looks fantastic. Yeah. And it's it's visionary, yeah. it's beautiful world building. I think it's a fucking timeless film because it's set in a date that even the characters don't know that they're in. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah. This movie lives better in my memory than... I have a better time talking about it and thinking about it and remembering my good times with this movie than I actually did rewatching it. I would watch it right now. Hmm. That's how I feel. Yeah. And I would watch yeah. it... I would watch it on the grave of 10 Things I Hate About You. There, I said it. I'm trying you to antagonize even you. seen that movie. <laughs> could you? Chris, if you had to recommend one movie, Matrix or Heathers. Ooh, a real Sophie's Choice here. Heathers won't create a bunch of trench coat wearing school shooting red pillars. <laughs> Strangely enough, it won't compare to The Matrix. Weird. That is weird. so crazy. Wow. A movie about trench coat wearing school shooters. I know. I know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And we're back to talk about what? Gams hot of pie, babies. Oh, yeah. Hot pie. How's he going to die? I don't think he's important enough to die. Ooh, slam on Hot Pie. Uh, He doesn't get an on-screen death. (laughs) But maybe this should. Number five. Holy shit, this sounds mobile Mm, Yes, it does. (laughs) But it's not, surprisingly. What? I'm not tapping... Multiple types of currency in that clip? Oh, you are, but it's okay, not on a phone. Um, is this is this the 361? This is Winter is Coming, the 2019 licensed browser game. Okay. Mm. Uh, that sounded like a Facebook game for sure. Like, yes. Like, 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 I could feel the little micro awards, like those little little trips mm-hmm. of like endorphins. Like, ooh, I just collected something. Yeah, so it's, it's another kingdom building clicker kind of game, sort of in the, the Clash of Clans mode. Uh, it is virtually identical to a different game that came out uh, a few years ago for iOS and for, for mobile called Game of Thrones Conquest, where it's like, yes, you're just given a city or a keep that looks sort of like King's Landing, and you build up all these 
little lots and it's like oh you need to build a farm now okay build a sawmill now okay now upgrade your farm okay now upgrade your sawmill okay now build a barracks okay now build a hospital and it's not really telling you why you need these things or what they do it's just Mm. here build this build this okay now click this button to make it go faster okay now spend money to buy a speed up thing to make it go faster although to be fair this is pretty generous with its rewards um i've been been able to get through a pretty big chunk of it like several hours without really feeling pressed to spend anything Mm -hmm. um i can always speed shit up but uh this redeems itself somewhat Mm -hmm. because it also has in addition to this city building sim it has kind of a disconnected game where uh there's like light strategy where you get to recruit various characters from game of thrones or uh randos with names like Chris, Kevin, and Sheila uh, <laughs> as, as your generals. And, and you ride them into battle with squads of troops, and you kind of assign them troops. And there's, again, light strategy in that as you sally forth... You will fill up little meters for each of your generals, and uh, when they fill up, you get to unleash a special attack, and these can range from, as Rob Stark, I'm going to point a fan of damage out and stun all the the enemy armies that fall within it, or uh, I'm going to call down a rain of arrows, or as Sansa, I'm just going to heal everybody, which is incredibly useful. Mm. So that's, that's just mildly fun enough to redeem the rest of the game, and elevated over the mostly identical mobile game. Sheila, moon of my life. I shall paint the battlefields crimson with the blood of my enemies. Keith, son of my stars. We shall do this together. Robert, that's an actual name used by Game of Thrones characters. But he got gored by a pig. Yes. The Uh, pig was also named Robert. Why are we talking like this? Because it's fun. It's so fun. Yes. You guys are about to get like like full on that gay dude on The Simpsons. (laughs) You know, when you first started talking about this game, you talked about clicking, and it gave me an idea for just a Game of Thrones clicker game where the death count just continuously goes up, and that's the only number. And every so often, it just shows like an an uh, an immaculately rendered portrait of one of the characters, like Tyrion died. Pretty much. Daenerys died! Yeah. That's how you prestige. And since since, since mm-hmm. mobile games are mostly casinos and not allowed to uh, have your clock visible, it'll just chime, shame, every hour. <laughs> <laughs> shame. Oh, you know there's a Game of Thrones slot machines out there. There oh, has Oh, yeah, absolutely. Stern Pinball made a Game of Thrones pinball game, and the trailer for it is great because it's just recreating the intro from HBO, but with, like, a big silver ball rolling through the models oh, of nice. different castles. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. I'm the king of all pinballs. Mm-hmm. Stern Pinball. I'm and, the king of all media. And I was pinball. really hoping against hope that they had like a Zen pinball version of that table that I could include in here. Then it would be uh, canceled. No, Zen would have it now. Yes. Which, which is the one? It is Pinball, pinball Arcade. FX. Yeah, pin, okay. yeah. Zen's, Zen's still around and doing their okay. thing. It's Pinball Arcade that lost all the licensed games uh, recently. Right. Fairly recently. Mm. And then, then they, they turned up in the Zen in Pinball FX 3. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's, isn't that the one our buddy Chris Baker yes. works yep. for that studio? Mm-hmm. Baker. Yep, so made sure to shoehorn a mention in there. Anyway. Number four. We must impose ourselves by diplomatic means. Make alliances with the towns and castle. Oh, get used to hearing that a lot. (laughs) 
Is, wait, is that guy going to turn out to be Emperor Palpatine? Uh, no, you'd think, but... Uh, this sounds like a Game of Thrones play on civilization. Again, another mm-hmm. very good idea for a Game of yeah. Thrones yeah. game that should happen. So this is from a Game of Thrones Genesis, which was a strategy title released by uh, developer Cyanide and publisher Focus Home Interactive right when the HBO series was beginning. So it's mostly... Uh licensed from the books but released at a time when the show might give it a boost this is the one i was telling you first of all they got the wrong name it should be genocide not genesis Mm -hmm. i'll put Mm -hmm. this reminds me of when i worked at vivendi games we had the lord of the rings video game that was tied to the books and then ea had the movie rights Mm -hmm. and that was that was the good game that you wanted to buy (laughs) but ours came out just on the cusp where it's like they didn't they didn't have a game ready in time for the Lord of the Rings movie, but there's this huge disconnect when people went to buy that game. They're like, well, this this looks nothing like the actors. This looks nothing like the movie. And it's like, well, yeah, this is actually based on the books, you know, a totally different mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Well, not only is it based on the books, it's based on the history behind the books. Oh, no. So things that are only ever <laughs> mentioned or alluded to. So you, you start off playing as uh, Nymeria arriving in Dorne. With her Roynish troops. Uh, and you move up to, like, the Targaryens taking over Westeros. And uh, Robert's Rebellion, I think, is the, the final culmination. But, oh, it's uh, a prequel then. Okay. Yeah, but mm. reading reviews of it, it, it was kind of saying, like, the campaign only ever feels like uh, it's like a really long tutorial where it's just like, okay, now here's this unit. Here's what it does, like, right up until the final stages mm. uh, to prepare you for multiplayer, which good luck with that. Good now. luck finding a match. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is it is painfully slow. Yeah. So I, I was playing it, and it has an interesting twist in that it really tried to lean into the kind of underhanded skullduggery element of Game of Thrones in that you don't build things. You uh, you start on maps where there's like a bunch of castles and settlements and gold mines, and you have to send out an envoy to uh, to make friends with them. Our settlement of this land is progressing well, and we have Snymeria, more and more allies. However, this region is controlled by a lord who does not look favorably on our expansion. Take to the road once more and find a way to guarantee us at least seven allies. Make an alliance with the gold mine, as it will bring in sizable revenues, which we will use to finance our expansion. As you wish, my queen. I will see that it is done. So yes, what you do, you start out with envoys who are very slow-moving old men, and uh, you make them walk to adjoining settlements <laughs> to, to make uh, treaties and alliances, and you gradually grow your map that way. And I will give you an accurate feel of what this is like with one sound. <laughs> a future ally. Yeah, <laughs> it's so peaceful. So the most optimistic man in Westeros. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the, the sad thing is, it sounds super boring. That's probably the closest to actual modern diplomacy that mm. we have. Like mm. that's like, and we, we find countries who produce oil. We form conglomerates of other countries to befriend them and eventually yeah. get that oil. And it it uh, it goes into the, the underhandedness that, that emerges because... So your enemies are also trying to make allegiances, and they can undermine your alliances, but then you can send out spies to make secret alliances with their allies, yeah. and then those allies will start funneling cash to you instead of 
to the to your enemy and you can also employ assassins to go out into the world and murder envoys and eventually eventually you get to the point where you can start recruiting mercenaries and building armies but that takes a while the game just really wants you to get the feel of diplomacy right off the bat and it's very slow and it's very deliberate and it had some really interesting ideas, but in the end, nobody really liked it. Mm. Yeah, maybe yeah. took the book's approach a little too literally mm. with being so long and drawn out. But what were they eating? <laughs> Quail eggs, <gasps> a lamprey pie. Oh, good. And uh, he's worried. Yeah, something something they scraped off a gorget found in the. Um, what are those toilets called? I forget. Privy no. outhouse. No, the ones that are like in the side of a castle wall. Oh. I, yeah, they have matter. a name for that? Yeah, yeah they what do. is that called? I think they're called driblets. Mm, something <laughs> like that. Oh, garderobe. Anyway. I mean, definitely. Whatever. In Mel Brooks movies, they just had a piss boy. Oh, yeah. piss boy? Yeah, piss boy. Uh, I'm the Count de Money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to be the king. And I think, I think the people who were especially interested in the Game of Thrones title were like, this isn't tied in with the HBO series at all. Like, these are just very generic looking characters. It doesn't really deal with... Any of the characters that we we are used to, or that we'd want to see, be underhanded with each other. We'd, yeah, but good on them for getting in before that like ship got extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. I'm talking season two finale. Expensive. That is weird yes. though that the timing lined up because I mean those books had been out for decades before the HBO show came out, yeah. and mm-hmm. so just the fact that the game was just ready right around then, that is interesting timing. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if I don't know if any of you were reading the books, but like the books were crazy popular mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. around that time, so it's perfectly feasible that somebody would have, and especially and that type of game on PC was really popular in the mid two thousands. Yeah, absolutely. So it made total sense to license Game of Thrones for something like that. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a really interesting idea, just kind of not executed that well. But it's interesting that you say like it's it's good that they they you know were able to get that license before it exploded. Because they kept it into... Number three! How could you desecrate our father's body that way? I desecrated nothing. I performed the final kiss, the tribute that priests of R'hllor pay to the dead. You may be a red priest, but you should respect the beliefs of Riverspring. I did not intend to be disrespectful, little sister. Uh, so this is also by Cyanide, published by Atlas in the U.S. Game of Thrones, the role-playing game, or just Game of Thrones... Parentheses 2012, as it's often What kind of game to. is it? It's, <laughs> it's kind of like a downmarket Dragon Age, where you are you're assembling a party and you get to go around and, and make various moral choices. And uh, conversa- there's conversation trees and there's four endings, none of which could be described as happy by any stretch. But uh, <laughs> That's accurate. Okay. Mm-hmm. But this, uh, this coincided with the TV series first season. So you had those events going on in the background. At some point, you find out that King Robert's been killed. There are a couple of characters from the show. I believe the the uh, actors for Varys and Jor Mormont show up. If you break this sacred oath, throughout the seven kingdoms of Westeros, you will be met with one punishment. Death. Watch closely, you young whelps. May this serve as a lesson to you. So that guy going, you young whelps. Uh, he, that's not Emperor Palpatine. That is one of the play- the two playable characters in this game. So you switch back and forth between Moors, who is a 
brother of the Night's Watch, who can warg into his hound to hunt down deserters, and Alistair, who is a uh, former Westerosi knight who fled to Essos 15 years ago during Robert's Rebellion, and then uh, some somehow became a priest of Valor, the, the Red God, the Fire God, mm. came back to... Uh, the one that Melisandre... Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah, so you you play from these two different perspectives. I, I think they were very proud of showing off their uh, active pause battles, where it's like all the battles uh, unfold in real time, but you can uh, you don't you don't ever get to pause the game to make decisions, but you can slow time down to a crawl, where oh. yeah, decide which attack to use or whatever. God, I feel like another mm. game just did that recently. Mm. The, the rap this game has, and I didn't play this game because. Nobody played this game, but I, I heard played this game. It, it had good <laughs> ambitions, and yeah. the story was very interesting. But it just, unfortunately, the the execution on a lot of the combat and it, and yeah. it, it felt like a budget title in, mm-hmm. in a lot of spots. Right. Well, I think the the best review quote that I read was like, "This is a game with HBO ambitions and a sci fi budget." Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> that that that. It's like yeah that. The story's really interesting. It looks really cool. It's it's neat to be able to run around in Castle Black and all these different parts of Westeros. But uh, yeah, it just was like you know, like uh, Game of Thrones Genesis. It's like these are both very muddy looking games. They're yeah. just sort of unpleasant to look at. <laughs> I just realized that Game of Thrones has, like, crossover with Terminator in terms of subtitles. There's Game of yeah. Thrones Genesis. Mm-hmm. We need Game of Thrones Judgment would make a perfect subtitle for a Game oh, of yeah. Thrones. And game. a cast member. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, who's the cast member? Sorry, that's you... one of the worst movies ever made, and it's important to remember that every time we talk about Two, it. Two, if you count that TV show. Uh-huh. TV show's not as bad. Oh, All right. oh that's right. Uh, forgot about that. Cersei is Sarah Connor. Oh, shit. Really? Mm-hmm. Dang. Yep. Lena Headey. But there, there is an interesting Easter egg in this, which I will play a sound clip of. I am counting on you to help your friend get some rest. It is best not to take any needless risks. I have seen enough young women lose a child to know that we can be sure of nothing until the child is born. I understand. I will take care. Thank you for your care, Maester Martin. <laughs> yes, that is actually George R. R. Martin in the game. Uh, he appears. I was gonna say that fire that dude. He's in the wrong game. <laughs> well, no one's come down to the prospector's cave. Fuck you. He he appears as a maester, and uh, he's wearing his big old fucking nerd glasses and uh, <laughs> remarks on them. What is that instrument you wear on your face? They are Myrish lenses, my dear. They help correct my eyesight. The lens crafters of Meyer are without equal in the world, from what I understand. Impressive. Have you ever been there? No, my child. Westeros is big enough for me. You would need more than an entire lifetime to discover all its riches. I've created such a bountiful <laughs> epic. <laughs> but what haberdashery we, did you find that fat guy had? <laughs> read but, the Bantam books. <laughs> But it's, scrolls of Bantam, please oh, theme it out. Yeah, but it's also interesting that like he pronounces certain things differently than we've come to expect. Yeah. Like uh, instead of Mir, it's Meyer. Instead of Westeros, it's Westeros. Yes. 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 Westeros. Yeah. Instead of wheat, then it's wheat. Then for some wheat reason, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's either because he's never said them aloud, or he said them so many times his his accent has already bastardized mm-hmm. them. George R. R. Martin of Bayonne, New Jersey. Ah. 
Yeah. Which I just know because of that fan letter that he wrote to the Fantastic Four, like in the 60s. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, man. That but, one that's like, you know what you should do is just kill everybody. In mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I need to feel more of an emotional impact by watching these characters not only die, but be tortured and die in ignoble ways. You should design a character who snaps his fingers and makes half the universe die. <laughs> <laughs> and then do it better in a movie. Sorry, Brett. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to... Number two. I know at least one of you has played this. You lot have drunk your share. Good thing, Lord Walders. In a generous mood. Fucking phrase. Nice night for a wedding. Not often he finds a willing husband for one of his daughters. Ooh, what could this be? The Sims 4 Red Wedding Expansion. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It's a nice day for a fray wedding. (laughs) Uh, God, I hope the mom doesn't come back to life. (laughs) Telltale's Game of Thrones. Yes, Telltale's Game of Thrones, which I would have thought was a shoe-in for number one until I played the actual number one. But, uh, Mm. yeah, I I still uh, really like this. I booted up and played a bit of it. Me too. I've never... I, honestly, I've never gotten past the first episode. Diana has. I've Yeah, I've played the whole thing. That's the only reason I'm here is because I've played <laughs> this game. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, good. I don't have to talk about it. I don't remember shit. This is my go-to-bed drunk game. <laughs> yeah, I remember a lot. Um, It was okay. I mean, you play as a couple different characters. You play as uh, like a kind of teenage girl who becomes like in charge of her castle family thing. I have a clip. Oh. From the day you arrived in Highgarden, I've thought of you more as a friend than as my handmaiden. A dear friend, in fact. Thank you, my lady. And you know how I feel about what's happened to your family. I feel your pain as if it were my own. What you've suffered is beyond imagining. And your poor family as well. My family wrote me, my lady. I don't doubt they must be overcome with grief. But you must not despair. We will get through this together. They they actually got a sizable chunk of the cast for this. They, that's yeah. Natalie right. Dormer. You know, they got Lena Headey and Peter Dinklage. But they had to do that thing that a lot of games do, which is we can't let you play as the characters because we mm-hmm. have to give you some yeah. agency. And so, but you can hear it even there. Basically, that's almost like a proxy for what happened to to House Stark, where it's like, yeah. I'm so sorry of what happened to your family, yeah. and you're here. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. but you would Provide. think that that she's talking to the older Stark sister. She is not. She's talking to it's for she's from House Forester uh-huh. is the house she played this. And and I guess we didn't talk about. Well, we played episode one. The biggest swerve about who you played in this game is 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 a spoiler that I will now spoil in audio. So if you don't want to be spoiled on the big twist of the first episode of the Telltale Game of Thrones series, skip ahead a couple minutes. Aren't you the brave lord? What have you done? But I don't want brave lord. Bart's in trouble. Even though you did bend the knee. They totally pull a Ned Stark on you and uh, execute your playable character, right? Yep, as you yeah. think, like, kill your main character. Yeah. And that's the setup for the whole series mm-hmm. is 
you were this kid who who took over for House Forester, mm-hmm. and then because because you get killed, you uh, learn learn all these lessons about being a northern lord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and because then, uh, well, and well, Ramsey Bolton rolls. Ramsey Bolton mm-hmm. kills you because your your house was they were bannermen of the Starks, right? Right. And, and, but and, I love it. Yeah. No matter what you choose, you can choose to defy him. You can choose to bend the knee. It doesn't matter. You die either. Well, well, <laughs> welcome to Telltale Games, Diana, yeah. because that's <laughs> that. And now that gets to my big complaint about yeah. the game. It's like okay, I understand that for storytelling purposes, but uh, like a lot of the rest of the game, besides playing as not Sansa and playing as not Jorah Mormont, uh, right, right, as uh, you know, a, a cell sword with like his cool fighting buddy. Kind of no matter what you choose, you're just on rails, man. It it really doesn't make a difference. I think they they did make some interesting choices between the brothers in that they're, but it's more like the companion of the brothers like one of them you can choose to let die or something like yeah. that but it's still they, they it but, doesn't but but yeah it so eventually when the, the young kid gets killed you play as a sister mm. and then you eventually play as the two older brothers right that are both trying to make their way back to their home castle because they yeah. Yeah. and you play as garrett uh who's the like the squire who has to go and join the night's watch because the uh, the boltons are after him right, right. after right. the red wedding he's like one of the few survivors yeah yeah, yeah. it was a pretty neat sequence though and that i mean the game practically opens with the red wedding but not in the castle just outside with like yeah. the regular schmoes and you don't you don't know that it's the red wedding right. until <laughs> you start to hear the reigns of castamir and it just pans up to show the twins and like the the on-screen text is just like the twins <laughs> the red wedding and you're like ah <laughs> shit yeah yeah just in case yeah, yeah. and you get to see firsthand what happened to all the stark bannermen who were camped outside they died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have said we're going to spoil the shit out of parts of the show yeah. if you've never yeah. watched it. Well, now let's spoil the book series. So, uh-huh. so, <laughs> so that's the one thing the show has never covered is so in the books it's hinted at that Lady Stark might sort of be this weird zombie type. Oh, character. it's not hinted. It's yeah. quite explicit yeah. in the show. Yeah, but d- but does oh, but it does it confirm that it's her? I thought it was still like questionable if that's actually her or not. No, she's one around talking as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, well, she doesn't talk, but, it's but yeah, that's her. That's definitely, yeah. And so that's one thing to show, probably because it would be tough to pull that off without kind of yeah. looking Well, I, rem- I remember they finally got like one of the showrunners, I think, to comment on it. And he said like, well, you know, it's, what do we bring her back for? Like what, she's just a zombie and she goes around killing people? Is that really that interesting? But that, that's, Don't that's, we already have characters who do that? It's sort of a great point in that, what are you going to do with that character in the books, right? Because mm-hmm. she just goes around, it's like, either she's really important or she's just this random ass zombie side character. Yeah. Like, well, okay, she's, she's you... like a big I'm book say, five reveal. I'm going to say it's the latter. I think the, the books in particular have an awful lot of plot cul-de-sacs. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You spent a lot of time on something, and guess what? Didn't matter. Yes. Yep. I think it would be an insane twist if she actually gets added in, in the last couple episodes. That would be oh, an insane man. twist. Yeah. She'd be in there with a the smoke monster. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's already been what a few months. She's going to be gamey. Uh, <laughs> even gamey better. Yeah. Even better. Scare her opponents yeah. on the uh-huh. battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Zombie corpse standing next to Ned Stark's Jedi uh-huh. ghost. Now, Thoros Amir <laughs> is going to have to go give her the kiss of life. Uh, uh, or possibly Melisandre. No Were you still able to buy this game, or did you, did you already have a copy? Um, No, you can still buy it. And I, okay. I already had a copy, but uh, I mean, I went and I realized, like, oh, I haven't downloaded the sixth episode, but I can still do that. It's still I, sitting on servers. Oddly enough, I was just thinking of that the other day. I'm like, what's happening to the Telltale, all the revenue? It's Is it just... 
going into I'm guessing it's going into some shell holding company that's just mm-hmm. paying off all the their debts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and collecting income from continued sales. Right, but I mean that income like it's Where there's it no go? one for it to go in terms mm-hmm. of employees, so my guess is it really is just they were that far in the hole and it's It goes into the debt hole. That or investors, it's probably mm-hmm. paying off the initial investors yeah. in the company. Yeah. Very slowly at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very sad. Yeah. I guess out of all I mean I haven't played the previous three that we talked about this is a di- fun diversion it's not no really, this is, this is one of the good ones yeah i i mean i can't it's not great but it's like i guess you could kill a couple hours a worse way yeah sort of pleasant are you comparing that to other telltale games dime yeah let me compare it to other telltale. i mean i think walking dead is better i'm, I'm, I'm a little curious a as someone who i know you don't play a ton of games dime. Right. like do you what do you think of the telltale games do you feel like they're good at telling stories or do you think they're clunky they're, they're a little bit clunky ways of telling those stories i i think that the the concept and the general idea of them is really good i feel like sometimes it it's like it's more complicated than they can like the idea is too complicated for it to really work mm-hmm. quite like we're not there yet what yeah. they're trying to do because yeah. there's like like the perfect example in this game is, you know, you you're as you know, like not Jorah Mormont, and you've got this cool fighting buddy, and you have to decide like, are we gonna go back to help my family or not? And you know, she's like, hey, I used to be a slave, and I don't think we should do this. And you're like, you can say something bitchy, or you can say something nice. If he doesn't, and if you say something bitchy, it'll be like she remember, she's gonna remember that. Yeah. That doesn't actually impact. It does, shit. Nothing happens later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. if it did, that would be fucking amazing. <clears throat> I well, mean, if it if it does, usually it's just she'll have a quip right away, or later on in the game she'll be like, "Well, I'm not going to do it for you because you were a dick to me that time." Yeah, and it's like right. If if that could, if there's a way for that to work, but that's so complicated. But, but, but their trick, the trick that they would play, is like later on it would be like. She still couldn't do it for you, but she'd just be nice about it. Like, oh, I wish I could help you there. I just don't know how to do it. If you were mm-hmm. nice to her, but if you were mean to her, it'd be like, no, fuck you. I don't want to do it because you were mean to me. Like that was their mm-hmm. trick. Is is it would always have to end up in the same same yeah. way. Like the road mm-hmm. might diverge in the middle, but it would all end up at the same the same ending. Yeah. You know? yeah, but if if there was such a thing where it's like you're starting at you know five friendship points, and if you say enough dickish things to her, that when you get to like a certain point, it actually will affect whether or not she's going to help you. Because you've been such a dick this whole time, and then that mm-hmm. that creates a whole other branch on a tree of you do this without her, you do it with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you could sell DLC, you could buy dick points. <laughs> I think we just solved their business woes. We could have kept uh, Telltale in business. Uh-huh. Well, I, I thought you were going to say like, hey, you can then you go go uh, buy her gifts to uh, to butter her up again, yeah, make even up better. For your dick yeah. But but th- there were certain moments where like I, I think in the first episode alone, like there's that bit where you're running from the red wedding, and it's like you and your lord, and uh, he he's he's saying like, oh, you have to take my sword back to the forester castle and so that it doesn't fall into fray hands and if you agree to do it it just like says he will remember that and like no he fucking won't because he's five <laughs> minutes away from being a corpse ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man yeah, i think it, it is it is it considered the worst telltale game oh no, no i don't I, th- I think some Dead. of the early games uh yeah. I think no, maybe no, I'm, I not thought, go, I'm not going back to out out of Boneville. Uh, well, I, I was yeah, I was thinking more Boneville, like yeah. Strong Bad. I think a lot of people have hate for the Strong Bad. Games. I am. That's too bad. I, yeah, but once they changed everything with uh, uh, Walking Dead, mm-hmm. post Walking Dead. I don't know. I I didn't think uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was all that interesting. Like I couldn't get into it. It's like eh, mm-hmm. this is. I mean, 
it's it's kind of neat that they have like sort of like B tier ELO songs that uh, <laughs> help guide the plot yeah. along. But yeah, yeah, hmm. I think yeah. Overall, the the Telltale games for me, just because there isn't the game mechanic part, there's not a lot of game going on there. It's just yeah. kind of like a nice clickable story. Yeah. And that's the kind of game I want to play because I suck at games so hard. They're visual novels. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was actually always my problem with those games is they would let you watch a thing and then occasionally it would pop up like a quick prompt and mm. you only had a few seconds to do it. And I usually would like put my controller down while I'm watching the thing and I'm like fumbling. <laughs> yes. like, oh, I shit. was smoking and masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know something was going to happen. We'll swipe left and right to smoke and then masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this, this, yeah, I don't think it's considered the worst, but I think no. it's considered a lower tier. But it, like, they were going to have a, a season two. They said it was being planned, but that was like back in 2015, and then oh. I think in 2017 they came forward and said, like, yeah, we're still working on it, but we're prioritizing other projects, and we want to see how the the show uh, continues and ends. Yeah, and... we want to see if the show's still popular. <laughs> is it supposed to end next year? We're you were taking our time. It's, uh-huh. it's almost like they were being mismanaged. Mm. How could you? Could be, could be. What are they going to do to me? Mm. Gone. Yeah, they don't exist anymore. Oh well. But you know who does exist? But we love many people who did work there. That's true. We did. Who? Who? And and I I loved their games overall. Could have done with fewer of them. Mm, probably. And you're reminding me. I need to go back and finish Tales from the Blue. Yes, Lines. yes. That's an amazing, amazing three. game. Uh, and we're going to see some of those characters come back. Mm-hmm. So hooray! That's right. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this up with number one. <laughs> what? Am I about to listen to an offspring song? Uh, so Diana, you played this. <laughs> oh, I know what this is. I know what this is. I I did. Yeah. I played this last night, and uh, what like my second time playing it, I beat your high score. Yes, and so I will never ever play it again. <laughs> what uh, if this, I beat that high score? Is, I don't is, care. I know this is this is Reigns of Thrones. Reigns colon Game of Thrones. But I know, but I gave it a better name. Oh, yeah, I'm in marketing. But it's branding, man. You gotta have game. Always there. be branding. I understand. Yeah. Game of understand. Thrones, the game. This, this is the skin version of Reigns, which is mm-hmm. uh, well. I've only played it on mobile. I think it's on console too. Yes, right? yes, yeah. And I think I think this is too. It's on Switch. And this is the. I'll call it a deck building game. It's not truly like a deck building no. game that you'd build over the match. I mean, it's, it's, it's that's the progression of the game. Yeah. Is, well, is, it's that you basically a deck of event encounter cards is being shuffled. Yeah. And then uh, you're dealt these things one at a time, and then it becomes like Tinder, where you're swiping left or right to make a decision mm-hmm. uh, as as king or queen. And one of the things I really like about this is that plot wise, it seems to unfold. Maybe sometime after the end of the last season where events conspire, like everyone's every every major player is still alive, but uh, it's it's all uh, Melisandre staring into the fire to figure out who is Azora High. You are not everything in this game is chatter. Here's what Varys sounds like. And everyone's favorite, Tyrion. Uh, 
it's, so it's like all this is offensive. It's similar. It's similar. Yeah, Basically, similar. yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like Animal Crossing, whatever they call yeah. that little alternate. Thing. But it's it's saying like, okay, so let's assume all the major players are still alive. Who gets to sit on the Iron Throne? And also, you have to assume they're kind of okay with each other now. Let's just pretend they are. Sort of. In that, like, well. Like, you start out playing as Daenerys, and it's like, Cersei's just fled somewhere, who knows, but, yeah. like, Jon Snow needs help, and, and Dragonstone is under attack, or whatever. But the way the game unfolds is, like, depending on the choice you make, you can unlock new stuff that will then yes. open up all new, like, packs of cards, basically, to yeah. add to your total deck, Which, right? which Diana did. Uh, she did something that I had been trying to figure out how to unlock, which is playing <laughs> as Tyrion. Accidentally. <laughs> and, and Sansa comes and asks to borrow a bunch of wildfire, and you can say, like, okay, sure, here, take a bunch of wildfire, and she goes and blows up the twins. Yeah. So, Walder Frey's <laughs> castle. Fuck that place. <laughs> nice. And that unlocks some shit. Yeah, that, un- that lets you play as Sansa. Right. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> and, and, like, I think one of the first ones you unlock like okay so you fail as Daenerys and you get to play as Tyrion and you do some stuff as Tyrion you get to unlock Cersei and uh, I've been trying to play as Cersei over and over again and I think I'm being too nice I have a theory that like it wants you to lean into the character and be a dick but like I'm, I'm just like no. I'm trying to make amends. Let's uh, let's send some money to the Starks. Let's uh, <laughs> let's be nice to Tyrion. Let uh, me ask you this: Do you have a brother or sister, Michael? I do. Just right. <laughs> start making kids, buddy. If you really want to be like Cersei, yeah. oh no, I don't want to be Not that maybe. much like Cersei. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> gross. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. That's mm. the joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got you to buy twice as many presents. One for your son, one for your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait. I messed that up. Never yeah, mind. He's the same person. Funny. He's your uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uncle. Uncle. Yeah, but no. What what I ended up really liking about this game, which I guess is just the basic mechanics that's got a Game of Thrones skin on it, is that it's much more about diplomacy than like any other game we've talked about mm-hmm. because you have what four different groups that you have to keep sort of balanced in power yes you yes. have to keep okay yeah you know yeah, that's the religion the... happy money you have to have a decent amount of money and it'll, you got to keep the, the soldiers happy it'll punish you if you have too much of any one of those yeah things. if anyone yeah. if any one of these four meters fills up completely or depletes completely then, then you lose you lose yeah, um yeah. but you like the thing is it will tell you like which of these meters will be affected by your decisions but it doesn't say what way so, uh-huh. like, it's always a gamble. Like, this meter is almost depleted, and this decision puts a big dot above it. That'll either yeah. uh, give me a boost and let me keep going and pissing those people off, or it will completely destroy and, me. And some are obvious, and mm-hmm. then others will backfire. It's a, it'll do the opposite choice of what you would imagine it would do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. You, yeah, you guys so. are just basically reminding me of, of Reigns, the original Reigns. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, because I've and only played... I played Reigns like an hour and a half or something. And to me, my problem with it is always, it just felt very random, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's sort of the point is it's meant to be quick sessions. And it's like a it's like a roguelike in that it, it really is, you know, you're, you're meant to get better and go for yeah. longer sessions over time. Mm-hmm. Unless you're fucking Savant Diana over here and you can yeah. on your second playthrough. Right? You know what's even better is I'm not sure if I was swiping left for the ones I wanted left. I might have gotten it backwards. So I might have like kicked ass the game by doing the opposite of everything I was trying to do. <laughs> Perfect. Nice. So yeah, no, now that I've beat him once at something, I can never mm-hmm. play it again. Yeah. So I just feel like I'm a champion. You, you can't nice. challenge me for this crown. Right. I can't, no. No. 
I mean, that's I will a blow movie. Up the sept. <laughs> that is a movie we all learned at a young yeah. age, Diana. Well, Welcome. Yeah. Well, speaking of blowing up the sept, that's an interesting thing that certain characters have ways out of certain situations. Like, so, for example, if you piss off the um, the high septon or whatever by depleting the religion meter. Like, for other characters, like, a Septa will come for you and be like, oh, now you got to do the walk of shame, and then you're murdered during your walk of shame. But uh, if you get that as Cersei, you can just basically say, like, like they come as like, oh, you need to do your walk of shame, and they're like, oh, do I? And just glare <laughs> at them, and then they'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> Can't shame Cersei, man. Nah, she she has shame. no shame. Yeah. She's a murderer. Yeah. More so than the others, who are all murderers. <laughs> are there any... Yeah, good question. Are there? Is there a single character left that has not killed anyone? An innocent? Hmm. Anyone. Anyone at all. Has Bran killed? Bran Stark? Yeah. Yeah. How? He, well, I think he was... Hodor, working. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he worked into Hodor. Oh. Right? Messing dudes up. Does that count? Yes. If yes. you're controlling someone else... Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're making an argument against video game violence. It doesn't <laughs> count, man. <laughs> well, if real people die, uh, hold the door. Aw. Oh, good old hold the door. They should make a movie about that. Called Gamer. Yeah. Starring <laughs> the dude from 300. <laughs> Starring Gerard Butler, who was also in the Tomb Raider sequel. Wait, I'm not 100% if Sam's killed anyone alive. There. Hmm. Someone who knows things better than me can tell me. Hot Pie. Has Hot Pie killed anybody? Hmm. Oh, we're back to Hot Pie. I, I think he's running sort of like a, a tourist trap, like a literal one, where yeah. he, he lures people in and turns them into pie. Right. Wait, oh, oh, like the barber of Fleet Street? Yes, just like Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd. Yeah. yeah, but with more holes in the ground. <laughs> My friends! I actually like that movie, don't at me. Yeah, mm, right. I do too. That's pretty great. Uh, anyway, that's been our top five Game of Thrones games. We apologize that only two of them are really any good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, we, just, know. we just did a public service. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm. All right, so we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff, so stay tuned. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But we uh were all ruined by the Leaving Neverland documentary. Hi, I'm Chris, who is with me. I think we should take it off the air. <laughs> Nobody should see it. At its core, what's really disturbing about this is that it is a very typical story of groupies. Oh, yes. But everyone is six or seven right. years old. Yeah. Correct. And that's why it's because he made these kids fall in love with them, and then they fall in love, and he finds someone new, and he mm-hmm. fucks around with us. Oh, so no, but like you're saying, it's I mean, so that, that's what makes it even worse is that he had to jump through the extra hoop of tricking mm-hmm. the kids' families yes. you right. know, in order to, to win their trust. Yeah. And that just yeah. makes it so much more insidious. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. 
And welcome back to our final segment where we will waste no time at all in making up jokes that delay the introduction of our first segment, which of course, as you know very oh well, <laughs> is... Hob was the first one. Hob, on the definitive list. edition. Full Whoa. disclosure, I work on this game. Uh, and so, um, yeah, this this was something my company put out. It is, so Hob came out uh, two years ago mm-hmm. on PS4 and PC. Uh, and this is the definitive edition. So it is, it is brought to Switch with uh, a few enhancements to the gameplay. We take advantage of the HD rumble, uh, change the UI a bit just to make it, make it a bit easier to navigate around for people. Uh, basically what Hob is, it's, it's a puzzle platformer. Uh, it's sort of like a, like an Ori mixed with Journey, right? Where it's, it's a silent narrative game where you kind of have to figure out where to go next and you have to solve environmental puzzles to find your way around. Wait, I have a question. Is this game the sequel to Calvin? Stop it. <laughs> okay. I wanted to leave on a dumb joke. I'm out! Wait, does that mean Diana thinks Hobbs is the sequel to Calvin? Go ahead! That's what she just said, yes? I'm leaving! I, I gave her more credit. I thought she was going to go with a sequel to the spinoff of Fast and the Furious after Jason Statham dies. Oh, mm. ha- yeah, there you go. Mm. Yeah, so He's yeah. getting his own movie with The Rock. Hobbs is the yeah. Rock character, right? I thought he was the Jason Statham. Eh, no, Hobbs, Hobbs is the Rock. That's the Rock. Is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't follow this series closely enough. That's yes. the joke. Oh goodness! But <laughs> this game, uh, no, this game. It's too uh, Fast and Furious for me to follow it. Uh, this game is one of those games if you if you like atmospheric puzzles, uh, mm-hmm. environmental puzzle solving, um, and kind of just want something uh, relaxing that you can kind of just figure out, go on your own pace. Um, the game's $20 and is available now on the Switch eShop. So uh, check it out. And again, I worked on the game Full Disclosure. Mm. I, I want to play Full Disclosure. That sounds like a cool <laughs> game that you worked on. That sounds like an adaptation of like an 80s movie or yeah. something. Full, like like you call it movie phone, like Full Disclosure. <laughs> For Full Disclosure, <laughs> press one now. I'll never forget like calling up pay-per-view and it's just Deep Cover. <laughs> If you want to watch Deep Cover. What's that guy up to? He yeah. still does some stuff with... Does he? Well, because remember, Movie Phone eventually just became this... It was like a site that you would check the movie times on. Oh, okay, yeah. But then I don't think... I, I think it was bought by AOL. Like hmm. That seems like it would kill off the charm of Mr. Movie. Or whatever he was called. Not if you're a blindie. Ah, that's true. I'm sure that's the preferred. <laughs> that's totally the preferred I, nomenclature. Yeah, probably not. Oh, dear. But yes, uh, dangerous driving also. Out yeah, this week. yeah. This is the X Criterion founders that uh, they did dangerous golf. They did the other the other two crash based driving games, and then mm-hmm. this is this is supposed to be the closest we'll they've come. Burnout. Yeah, this is the closest they've come to a true burnout game, uh, and specifically Burnout Three. Um, hey, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, the thing is, the studios put out like quite a few games in a very short period of time and so i'm anxious to try this to see how i don't know how baked it is how done it is right and i guess it's 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 still every every video i've seen it it just i i, and I definitely want to play it and i probably will no matter what uh but the reviews are not not that favorable and like the the video looks like a very high-res version of the exact old burnout right down to the font yeah and the unreal unrealistic nature of everything 
Not that I needed realism in a burnout game. It's just... Um... I thought you were going to say, and the 480i graphics. <laughs> the other games have all felt sort of unfinished. Like, the UI was really rough on a lot of those games. Like, if you remember the, the crashing game, I'm totally... Nate Danger Zone. Um, that just, like, took place in this abandoned warehouse because it, it almost mm. felt like... I don't know that this was the case, but it was almost like, oh, they, they didn't want to pay to create these random you know outdoor environments so they just took place in this gray empty mm-hmm. warehouse you know and, and gonna take a ride into the abandoned warehouse that's right uh-huh. yeah <laughs> easy there candy Long. it's the same the same cement factory by the way where they shot the Mar- super mario brothers movie yes <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh yeah. yeah 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 so yeah you know this to me i love the burnout games and so i want to give them I want, I'm willing to give this a try. This this is this is the one that's appealed to me the most um, out of all of their games so far. So yeah, maybe we'll report ne- back next week and, and we'll have some opinions on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ace Attorney Trilogy is um, repackaging the Ace Attorney games on different platforms: Switch, PC, Xbox, PS4. Yeah, that that but to me is how? the most interesting part. Is these are games that were for the most part on the DS or mobile, and, or mobile, and now they're they're straight up just on. I mean, the Switch I would expect, but yes. I thought the the PC uh, Xbone and PS4 were, those were a bit surprising. I don't know now. Do you guys know are these like remakes where they've upreds the graphics to look good on HD TVs? Not my job to know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Great, can't wait. I would imagine. And I'm so, sure yes. if they're not, the internet will tell us. Mm-hmm. And then this next game on the list, was this like an 80s soap opera uh, licensed game? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. It is a falconry game that can be played on PS4 or in PSVR with a cute owl-looking falcon creature that you can uh, put different masks and things on. And uh, a female heroine who's trying to liberate her homeland from colonizers. Uh, so it, it looks like a good time. I tried to buy it and play it last night unfortunately it was not live as of uh, 9 p.m on monday but i it, it is live now can we just mention the fact that you just brushed over a falconry game as if that's yeah. a genre we always play that we've all heard about I, I play them all the time i don't know what your problem is <laughs> just another falconry yeah, it's a, it's, game. it's a don't first person excited. falconry game an, an fpf <laughs> first person falconer oh man now i just want a loot version of that uh-huh. too <laughs> you, you have a falcon that sits on your wrist and you can send it to go do things fetch items and kill things i he guess sh- he schlutes things he schlutes <laughs> he schlutes he scores he flutes the falcon flutes things <laughs> we're just gonna keep Horrible. beating this joke uh, death, uh, a falcon looter a fluter i love a it fluter. i love it <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, and I, I almost called it uh, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. <laughs> what, what were you going to almost call it, Mike? Uh, three other things. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there another EDF game already? Holy shit! What's going Weren't on? we I've just playing? I think this is a different uh, developer. It's Ukes that's making it. The wrestling guys. The wrestling yes. people. Yeah. This, and this looks like Gears of EDF. Oh, no. mm, I would. Not what I, I don't know that I go that far. I think it is. It's different from the the Earth Defense Force Five, in that like. So that was kind of a very cheesy, like almost seventies tokusatsu Japanese TV show vibe. Uh, this is more like cheesy nineties action vibe. Uh, but go on. Rather than like 
selecting different troop types from the very beginning you have like one troop who grows at like like one soldier who survives this big thing you 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 take down like an enemy mothership at the beginning and then you're in a coma for seven years and you're like oh you're the hero of that battle go out and fight some more bugs and uh but yes, you, you create a character, uh, that character is consistent, uh, and you just start out as a trooper, and that's about as far as I've played, honestly. Mm. How are the bugs? So. Do the bugs squish real good? Yeah, they squish really good. They are not quite as... Uh, I get a little feel like... What was that previous uh, sequel to Earth Defense Force that you reviewed, Chris? Insect Armageddon? Yes. It. I mean, it. it's not that extreme of a departure, but it does feel like there are fewer insects coming at me like it's not just this giant uh knot of ants that are crawling all over each other being pushed in my direction but there are a lot of them they they blow up real good uh you can blow them up with a machine gun or a rocket launcher and that rocket launcher can also bring down buildings and i sort of love the uh amoral destruction of it and it's just like oh there's a uh an ant hive over there and I need to, if I get close to it, ants will swarm out and attack me. But if I bring down this building that's between me and it, I can strike at it from oh, a distance because yes. those rockets fly for fucking hell ever. Yes, wait, you can shoot a giant anthill with a rocket launcher? Yes. Hell and, yeah. Well, the anthill is like they've they swarmed all over a building and turned it into a nest just like they would with logs in nature. Uh, I think that's more <laughs> or less an accurate quote. Um, and then, like, the, the next level after after you get through that area is like, oh, there are all these uh, giant dormant killbots in the middle of a, a city that's been completely destroyed by an encroaching desert, sort of like Dubai in uh, Spec Ops The Line. Uh, go, go wake up these robots so you can kill them. And, and there it's like, oh, man, there's a skyscraper over there. I wonder, it's like, if I shoot four rockets at it, if the entire thing will come crashing down and I can think about all the tens of millions of dollars in property damage I just caused in the matter of a few seconds. And did it come down? Of course it came down! <laughs> nice! It's EDF, man! It's not just like a skybox? No. no. Dude. Uh, this, all jokes aside about the Gears of EDF, this does look a little like higher budget than the last EDF game. Like It looks, bit, it yeah. looks really pretty. It's been in development pretty. for a while, apparently. I'm, I, I honestly can't believe it. So now it's like two years ago. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention, full disclosure, we, we got codes for this Oh, yes, as we well. did get codes. Yeah. I didn't get a code, so take all the disclosure back. <laughs> Half disclosure, Michael got a code for yeah. this game. <laughs> I just, I'm just a fan. <laughs> but this sounds, it sounds cool, but I guess the reason I'm a little surprised is it just does feel so close to EDF5. It's only been yeah, it's, six months, five months. It's a bit less hectic. I haven't run into anything as ridiculous as like, We've never seen anything like these giant ants. They're like nothing on Earth. Like, really? I can't kill these giant aliens that look exactly like uh, tree frogs on a human humanoid rig. Right. They look just like humans. Like, no, they right. fucking don't. <laughs> Stock photo aliens yeah, that they just yeah. put in the game. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. Can you navigate through, like, 100 dialogue wheels to find, like, just the custom emote to respond to people? I mean, they, I, not 100, but there is a dialogue log wheel where okay. it's like you you uh on the ps4 uh it's all mapped to the touchpad so if you hit a certain uh quadrant on the touchpad you will uh do an emote there are drivable cars 
which I think EDF-5 had, but like this time it's just like, hey, there's just a truck sitting out in the middle of the desert. Maybe you want to drive around in that and uh, save yourself some walking. And squish some bugs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to ask? What I'm going to ask next? What? Can you sing it? Nope. Oh man. <sighs> no, can't I, sing the EDF there, theme. There's no sing the EDF theme emote that I have found yet. Now, I have only played it a little bit. Does did I miss it? Uh did does it come up later? Maybe. But uh as as of this moment, I have not discovered a way to sing about being the Valiant Infantry. Oh, we are the Valiant Infantry. God. I love it. Mm-hmm. And you can play helmet off if you actually want to Want your customization of the character to mean something oh, on screen. Oh, shit! <laughs> no, it turns out it never mattered. <laughs> That's the big reveal. Helmet off. Oh, Helmet shit. off EDF! Instant bar! <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it seems like more EDF fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, the last new release you have on here is Nintendo Labo ToyCon VR Kit. Yes, the uh, random VR announcement that Nintendo Labo, recently Labo. made. Labo! <laughs> it's so is, crazy. Uh, is coming this Friday. I don't know, none of us tried it yet, mm-hmm. but it actually segues very nicely into the next segment of the show, which we'd like to call... A bunch of beeping noises. That's what we like to call it. Just in time to go along with the new release of the Labo VR, uh, coming April 25th, Nintendo has confirmed Mario Odyssey and Zelda Breath of the Wild are getting their own VR-compatible modes. Oh, and you don't even have even to look in the Mario's good butt. can that be? Uh, so, Chris, you liked Astrobot, didn't you? I loved Astrobot. Well, the Rest Mario the Odyssey implementation is basically a mini-mode that looks in the video like you're going to play it a lot like Astrobot, sort of a third-person platformer thing where you can kind of look around corners and, and help Mario find a mode of coins. Hmm. So, yes, yeah, so you rarely ever play as in all platformers on VR. You're, like, looking at your your own character. Right. It's very strange. You just you assume you'd play more games from the eyes of your protagonist. No, because mm. you would puke everywhere. It'd be terrible. Not the, <laughs> not me, not the kid. I'm playing Outlast like every night before bed. <laughs> there you go. New Patreon tier. Make Chris throw up from VR. Yeah, give Chris I terrifying nightmares. I do, I do love the Nintendo Labo VR because I believe it can work pretty efficiently. But uh, that's for kids. And it's mm-hmm. a cardboard thing. And you're encouraging yep. your children to remove your $300 console and put it up to their face. Uh, and I think that's inviting disaster. Also, storing cardboard invites silverfish and fire brats to live in your house. So, Fire brats. I, fire I didn't brats. want to bring up fire brats again. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that from st- some Studio Ghibli movie I forgot about? Uh, they're basically red silverfish. <laughs> okay. yeah. That's a real thing? Yeah. yeah I knew, I knew silverfish were a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, there's that Australian band. They wrote that song... <laughs> well the thing is 
you're, this is the, the Labo is meant for kids. It's 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 this cardboard VR thing oh. meant for kids. But I thought as a parent, you're supposed to tell your kids not to sit so close to the TV or put the screen up to their eyes. No, it's the 21st century. You have to train them for the eventual sing- post singularity future right. where their eyes will actually be replaced by an inward facing screen. Also, ah. also, yeah. uh, also, PSVR. If you look closely, it says this is not for children under yeah. 12. I think we talked about that when the Labo yep. announcement was made. We're like. Can, who can play this? Like either either Nintendo is going for the under twelve audience well, and this is safer, or it's only made for kids twelve or over. What what you don't know is that it's not made for kids under twelve because they're not cool enough for it yet. Oh, <laughs> I am trying to picture a kid under twelve strapping the switch to their face. Like that could actually be kind of heavy <laughs> and big for a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know like like if I'm just trying to imagine like my dad if like 8-year-old me went up and grabbed the NES and pulled it off the shelf and started shoving it in my other toys, like I would go <laughs> nuts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, as I saw in a tweet earlier this week, you're not a real gamer until you can shove a GameCube up your ass. Hmm. Yeah. Of That's course a I challenge. can. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> but, but shove is not the operative word. It's a uh, jump on no. from two stories. I thought you were going to say it's more like envelop. <laughs> yes, I, I'm very progressive that way. It bangs me. Uh, the Breath of the Wild implementation uh, is, actually, you, is actually the entire game in VR. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. It is kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, without the cutscenes, for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they the fixed camera makes sense. They didn't want you weird. to get that close to Zelda. Yeah. You know, the creepy dudes trying nah, to kiss gonna Zelda. look at her butt. <laughs> Can't allow that. Uh, it's going to be in third person still. And then apparently you'll just be able to switch on and off the VR support from a menu. So I think it's kind of cool, man. Yeah. Like These are the two biggest Nintendo franchises. If you're going to put out a VR unit as Nintendo, you... You better support them. And they're both like two and a half year old games at this point. So to get new modes is kind of kick ass. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's the price in this thing? Uh, Labo? I, I think it's like a hundred bucks. hundred dollars cardboard. If, if I was that still making steep. content for the YouTubes, I would be doing my damnedest to manufacture a cheaper option that people can print out at home. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that there's like a, a an aftermarket VR helmet that would accommodate the switch that uh, would probably be way cheaper than that. Correction, sorry. So the Toycon VR kit, that's the full one, is eighty, and then there is the lower price version that only has one of the things. That's forty. That's uh, the the, okay. the right. one that's only the gun is forty. The one if you want the gun plus the uh, elephant ass that you can put up to your eyes mm-hmm. uh, or the bird ass. Well, that's the part that makes the VR work, right? Yeah, so that, that's the... Yeah, it, it looks like it just... Try not to imagine a kid giving a rusty trombone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how I transitioned oh. out of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back in my day, we just called it Pete's Mailbox. What is the difference between me holding the switch up to my face and putting a blanket over my head? <laughs> um, the, you'll, you'll get that. Div- you won't have that divider between the sides, and uh, one will bleed into the other, and you won't get the 3D effect. You have done this for a while. Mm, I have. <laughs> Here's my only tra- transition out of this. Uh, Borderlands 3, which... Ha- oh, here we go. Borderlands 2 has a VR version. Ooh. But Borderlands 3, there's more details announced about that game. Um, it may feature the return of an old boss. So, apparently... This is so... I don't know how people discover this stuff. I, I swear someone at 2K had to leak this. So, 
during the screen that plays when they're not streaming on the official Borderlands channel, uh, it's like the, the they have the, the art from the game, like the box art. And apparently on that kind of screen, there's like a message that plays in Morse code that then when you like sound out the message, it refers to the final boss from the first Borderlands game. I better get the details here. Hold on. There it okay. is. So whenever, yeah, whenever the channel isn't streaming gameplay and playthroughs of the older game, um, this Morse code message can be seen vertically running along the sides of the picture. When you translate that code, it's it reads, "Where is the first Vault Hunter, and who is the Destroyer?" And then if you played the first game, you know that the Destroyer ends up being that big monster that you fight at the end of that game, <laughs> and so. This could either be hinting that that monster will return as a boss, or maybe it's hinting that, no, actually, that wasn't the real Destroyer, and there's an actual Destroyer that will make an appearance in Borderlands 3. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Just kind of a cool Easter egg thing. They also announced already um, the contents of the Season Pass, because it wouldn't be a Borderlands game without a Season Pass now, would it? Uh, So the Season Pass gets you four DLC packs featuring new story missions and challenges, and then, I really need a lot of help here, guys. What the fuck is a butt stallion weapon skin, butt stallion weapon trinket, and butt stallion grenade mod? Butt stallion is Handsome Jack's pony, which is made entirely out of diamonds, but is still alive. He's not made out of butts? He's not made out of butts. He's just called butt stallion. It seems a bit like misleading. the foxes in Last Jedi. Sure. <laughs> you haven't seen the new Star Wars movie? It's the batter. Butt stallions? SJW? Butt two, two SJW for you? Uh-huh. I saw the male only cut. I think they removed that scene. <laughs> it's much shorter. It's only it's available in It was only like a 25-minute movie. It's just Finn, like, running around in hallways and getting into trouble. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> they took out um, Poe for some reason. Oh, by, yeah. the way, I, by the way, I don't know how much you ended up cutting out of the show last week. I do apologize, but it did inspire Tyler and I to do another podcast together. The longest bonus time ever is available this week to patrons, patreon.com slash laser time, where we also talk about Borderlands, because obviously it's been what Tyler had been writing about the most that week. <laughs> that and the Epic Store. All that shit with the Epic Store. I mean, I find it totally fascinating. Like, this is the one of the weirdest times ever, just that where PCs are the con- are just the consoles now. Yeah. Yeah. And, pretty much. Uh, they kind of did that for a little while with, uh, to, with VR, actually, with... Oculus right. getting all those exclusives, right? But this is Borderlands Three is the thing pe- most people actually want, right? Yes, that's true. But I'm just saying that like there was a little bit of that balkanization earlier, and uh, it was like right. a, a preview of things to come. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. It's fucking nuts. There's like I, I, there's like one more first party exclusive in the next twelve months. I even know about coming out, <laughs> and mm. and uh, the rest of it is just all single party games. Rock on, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Nintendo is getting simultaneously Steam re- co-releases. What's going on? <laughs> Topsy turvy, cats yeah. and dogs living together. Yeah. Yeah. That, that eShop, man. <laughs> like, we got to oh, do geez. something about finding games in that eShop. Mm-hmm. There's so many games that come out every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the only way you could buy all those games mm-hmm. is if you were rich. Rich enough to afford a private island? Rich enough to afford a private island and host a real-life battle royale. That's crazy. This is fucking stupid. Or you can hunt the most dangerous game. Man. <laughs> that's that's so fucked. I never thought about this before because I don't know. 
what exactly a like battle a battle royale is. But that's just the movie Battle Royale, mm-hmm. which is what all those games. I don't know. I, I know that occurred to smarter people than me. Even the movie or the book that the movie was based on uh, makes it very clear where the title comes from, which is from wrestling. Where? Wrestling Battle yeah. Royale is a wrestling term. It's it's the generic yeah, term yeah. of the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a Battle Royale and a Battle Royale? Uh, uh, one comes with cheese. Yeah, one one's from Europe. <laughs> it's how they say battle royal in Europe. Well, in, in, in the Japanese movie, they call it battle royal. It's just when we see that e there, we feel compelled to say battle royale. Well, that's true. It's you wouldn't put the e there if you wanted to call it. Go battle back royal. and listen. Diamond Dog Dave Rudden never says royale. Always says battle royal. With and I was cheese. like, what's what's his what's his game here? It turns know. out it was a WWE game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So there is a. An anonymous rich person in real life who wants to have a battle ro- royale, royal witchies. Uh, the thing is, it's not real. Um, the players will be equipped. Well, I mean, it's a real thing, but yes, it's. But the, the battle's not real. Yeah. So the players would be equipped with airsoft guns and touch sensitive body armor, and the last person standing could win 100,000 pounds, which is like $4 million before Brexit. And a buck eighty-five after Brexit. Yes, I will. I will sign up, but only if I can do it at said billionaire's house. Beat him up in front of his loved ones and take everything that's precious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it, the, well, that, that's the end game when you turn the game around and, and break the rules. Yeah, and you go back for the ones who imprisoned you. I've seen. I've seen. Uh, I was going to say Flight of the Navigator, but I'm literally looking at the poster and resorting to vaudevillian esque comedy. Hmm. But uh, but but this is a real thing or not? Well, it's 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 a rumor that this guy wants to do it. I just get nervous whenever I see rich guys and uh, you know and private island. Humans. Just because I think Billy McFarland is going to come along and somehow it won't really mm-hmm. be like the the battle royale will actually become a real battle royale. People will be killing themselves to get off yeah. the island. Can you get a little Count Zaroff action up in this bitch. Well, and then Avion guy will show up yeah. and <laughs> it's just everybody it's will just start doing the floss dance. Um, <laughs> but yes. yeah, the the thing is like this is actually a really good idea and i would expect like owners of uh paintball courses and airsoft ranges to follow suit with their own thing like you it could do this with like, fucking yeah. paintball laser tag just uh it sounds like me and my buddies in our 20s we would go we would go out and paintball and uh-huh. but this one is just so could the way league together run well, around in the forest the way they're proposing it it'd be like a three-day event with 12 hours of competition and then everyone has to kind of wait at nighttime mm-hmm. which is sort of like hunger games i guess like, i guess I don't know, man. Just, just bring back the the great outdoor fight from Akewood, man. Make it happen, dude. Just make make the Running Man a thing already. God yeah. damn it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, bring back Dynamo. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've seen Jim Sterling repeatedly offer to play him. That's <laughs> <laughs> not, not a joke. Has. He just I, I love it when he says that shit. <laughs> Dynamo's one of the greatest he, uh, fucking heroes in cinematic history. Mm. You want to talk about another of the greatest heroes in cinematic history? Ty the Tasmanian Tiger? Wait, we're talking about games? Uh, the Sonic movie oh, got God. a couple trailers shown at CinemaCon, which I didn't recognize the name, and then I realized it's, it used to be called Show West. Show West. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the new name for Show West, which is an exhibition that um, studios basically present to people who run movie theaters and get them excited to show their films in the hopes of, I think, just getting the picture in more theaters. Uh, it seems very time. antiquated, sort of how E3 was to get a games in the front yeah. of Kmart. It does. It, it feels like the upfronts, which was this whole ad thing based on the premise of seasons that take place at a certain time of year. And now we're in a Netflix era where what is a season? When right. do people consume things? 
what are we going to show in our theater? Well, did Disney make something in the last four hours? Yes. Mm. It may surprise you to learn that there's no actual footage that leaked from this show. But Gizmodo is there, and boy, do they have a summary of the two trailers shown. Oh, no. If you will, gentlemen, a dramatic reading. So one trailer shows a police officer patrolling a town called Green Hills. He sees a blue object speed by. The officer, played by James Marsden, of course, Cyclops, looks at the speed gun and sees the blue blur is traveling at 760 miles per hour. Of course, it's later revealed to be Sonic. Marsden's officer finds Sonic in a house and is startled by him. Later, they're in a car together, and Sonic explains he's here to save the world. Meanwhile, a large tank comes up behind them, so Sonic jumps out of the air, races at the vehicle, and smashes through it. He thinks he's won. Then another vehicle drops from the remains of the previous one. This is reading like fanfiction.txt or something. It certainly is. Uh, The second trailer showcased Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, Eggman. Uh, Basically, his interpretation is, this is the way they summed it up, think Ace Ventura, loud, boisterous, a little annoying. That's Carrie's take on the character. Ooh, Sonic, I'm going to paint you in a really unflattering way. (laughs) (laughs) And your granddaughter's going to come after me on Twitter. (laughs) Nice Mussolini reference. (laughs) Did you see his response to that, just out of curiosity? The response to what? The Mussolini's Mussolini's daughter. It's like, how do you respond to this? And like, uh... Well, take the painting I, I made of him lynching and look at it from a different perspective. Uh-huh. Upside down, it looks like the people are holding him up. Guys, <laughs> guys you're missing out on me telling you about Jim Carrey okay. acting as Dr. Right, Robotnik, right. Uh, dancing to Everybody Dance Now. He later meets the Marsden's cop character, and they don't... Guess what? Big surprise, guys. They don't get along. They don't see eye to eye. Cyclops joke, am I right? Oh! My goodness. I'm a, he's Teddy to me. I'm a Westworld man all the way. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, Sonic opens in theaters November 8th. Be there. Yeah. Or don't. What a fucking shame <laughs> that he has a fucking human partner. Jesus. <sighs> yeah. I feel like already I liked this movie better when it was called The Man and starred Eugene Levy and Samuel L. Jackson. You're lucky I remember that movie. <laughs> that movie... I, I gotta make one reference that isn't opaque in this section. Oh, that movie is that movie is a is a gift. I think the only top For billing crying out ever loud. Got. The only thing that gives me hope is, I mean, Sonic is voiced by Ben Schwartz, and I like what Ben Schwartz does. Yes, the movie is is produced by Deadpool director Tim Miller. So I don't know, mm, you know, you know. If he's a great director, he must be an even better producer. I hate to pass judgment on things I haven't seen firsthand, mm. but this sounded really bad, and I'm really worried about the Sonic movie. You're worried about the Sonic movie? Well, not really. <laughs> but you've seen the leaked images of Sonic. He looks like a blue version yes. of that, that thing blowing that guy in The Shining. <laughs> I know. I know it's a hot take for me to be uh, slightly worried that they're not going to do Sonic right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. it's imp- it, we've, If we've learned anything throughout time, Sonic fans, it's impossible to kill Sonic. Everyone has tried. <laughs> Every medium true. has tried. It's true. Sonic Team tries annually. But the movie will do it, and, uh, and, and he'll be revived with a kiss by James Mars- Marston. God, that'd be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't, you know what, you're right. I don't give a shit about Sonic. There you go. <laughs> Correct attitude. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Did you see the thing that, uh, that, that like, just earlier this week? Man, that's Sonic the Hedgehog social media accounts. Holy shit. Like, 
it, they showed like the 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 labyrinth zone sheet where Sonic can jump in the lava and just go straight to the level in like ten to the end of the level in like ten seconds. Yeah, and it goes and like you've cheated nothing but yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, they're quoting they're quoting that tweet. Uh, oh, that guy wonderful tweet, about angry the, uh, at PC gamers. Yeah, PC gamers article about how he cheated his way past the final boss of Sekiro, and the tweet response. Did any of my Sekiro stuff make the air last week? No, we, we talked about Sekiro in the yeah. air. I mean, okay, if, you, yeah. if you guys want, I'm done with it. I mean, I'm done I, with it. Babe. I didn't add it here, but because there's no story here, but uh, the news this week has been dominated a lot by quote-unquote, the discourse about mm-hmm. Sekiro, specifically well, difficulty in games and okay. accessibility in games. So here's here's my experience as someone who has written extensively in the professional video gamer space, including on IGN. Mm-hmm. The second that you, as a reviewer, yes. intimate that something is even slightly difficult, yes. there will be people swarming out of the comments to say, that's not difficult, what are you, some kind of wuss? Uh, it's not even that. It's you're a fake gamer. They will, they you're, will you're trip over their own dicks to show off how much better they are at video games than you. Right. And by extension say, you don't deserve your job. Right. I deserve your job. Right. <laughs> even though I can't spell. <laughs> you're not uh, wrong. I belong at IGN. You, were, you belong at the diaper factory. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I will say there's there's... There's a lot of really shitty discussion about this topic out there. There and is. There's been some good discussion as well. Mike Williams, friend of the mm-hmm. show, actually wrote an article. He didn't have a take on what people were saying as much as how they were saying it. And mm-hmm. what he, his point basically was is like, man, I'm just so sick of how the discourse plays out because it's rude and disrespectful and it's not productive. But I have seen a few threads where people keep it respectful, mm-hmm. uh, including on the official LaserDown Facebook community. And... I don't know. So I started out, I think I mentioned really briefly on either last week's show or the week before, it's like, well, you know, this is what From does. It's their vision of the game, and they're going to deliver you the vision of the game, and this is the way it should be played. And they're not the only developer to ever do that. Mm -hmm. But then what people, uh, I I saw Kat Bailey had a take where she's like, look, you know, just talking about accessibility, like not everyone can play these games the way they are meant to be played I, and make it through them. I do think it's unfortunate that the accessibility debate got wrapped in with the easy Thank mode you. debate. Thank you. Those deserve to be separate. Those are two completely different things. They are to a point. Because I said the same thing. And then, I, so I, you guys know, I have some vision disabilities. Like I am colorblind and I have some peripheral. What? You're not a normie? I'm not. I, <laughs> and, I mean, I wear glasses, but whatever. That, no, but I have some peripheral vision issues. And so... Uh, actually, in Sekiro, I have a little bit trouble seeing when I'm hidden because it's right at the edge of the screen, and so I have to conscientiously like check in the corner to to see the you know the the what do you call that effect like the the, the ring, iris the, the irising yeah yeah the oh mm-hmm. the vignette vignetting that it does on the screen when you're hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just something I so I have to adjust you, you know for my disability like I don't see it when I just stare at the middle of the screen in my peripheral vision until I glance up. So, but due to my disabilities, like it is unfortunate whenever games like Sekiro don't offer colorblind options for me because I am locked out to portions of games, and so I'm totally on board with that. But there are certain disabilities, and this is what I was kind of forgetting, that actually do affect things like your muscle movement mm-hmm. and your and your response times, and that's where there is crossover between quote unquote easy modes and and 
accessibility modes, right? So yeah. some forms of the ways you can make games more accessible is you can make it so you don't have to have such quick reaction times. Uh, you can make it so that you can... Clearer prompts. Yeah. Or, or my favorite, to beat a dead horse... How about the things I've mastered in practice were in any way applicable in any fight I'm doing? Well, yeah, but that's just <laughs> that game's core design. Um, but, but like, so like, there are certain things where it's like, yeah, by not having those op- or just options to skip a boss battle, like, you know what, you, I can't beat this. It's been it's been a hundred times. If you know, and especially if you are disabled and it's due to your disability, that would be frustrating. Yeah, dude, Red you just Dead can't did play that through shit. the game. Like, I was actually yeah. pretty surprised that it gave you an option to constantly skip things if you were dying repeatedly. And, and where I netted out, because at first I was on that thing of, hey, this is the artistic vision of the developers. I, I did net out, like, what is it? What does it hurt anyone if they added yeah. these other options? Like, like okay, right. have the have your your default mode is preserving the yeah. artistic vision. And then you go and you make it a little bit easier. And they and some developers they can be a little bit of a dick about it, and they they do. They're like, this is the way it's meant to be played. And if you can't play it this way, you're not really experiencing our thing, mm-hmm. which is dickish, but. As long as they still give you the other options to do, like Wolfenstein's really bad about that. Like, oh, here's the baby mode with with easy and stuff like that. Like, they, you know, they they poke fun at you. For yeah, that, so that's right? like a thirty year joke, though. Yeah. Well, but, I think it might have been uh, Scott Benson at Bombs Fall on Twitter, one of the I think the artist for Night in the Woods, who was saying that like these games. The thing with From Software games is that they're not for everybody, but they are continually held up as these. Everyone must play these yeah. experiences, yeah. and not everyone is going to enjoy them. Pure and simple. Right. That's right. just the way they're built. I swear, I disagree with. The, I think Dark more more game. I think almost every game should be more like Dark Souls. Yeah, but then there are a lot of people who would disagree with that. Yeah, but th- th- that that I still think that's different. Dodging out of the way, like you have infinite options to to deflect not deflect an attack mm-hmm. in Dark Souls. You have one precise. Blink and you'll miss it moment. And even... I still don't understand how I'm not deflecting well or getting hit. I Mm -hmm. have studied. I've looked up YouTube videos. It doesn't make any sense to me. Some hits you need to jump over. Some of them you need to to dodge out of the way. Sweetie, I got you. But what is it? What's the one where you you kick down the spear? The The carry counter. I told you. I can do that every single time in practice. I have not once, not once been able to recreate Uh, that. You got to hold forward when you do it. That's the key. Forward is the key. Yeah. Again... It works. It should work the exact same way I'm doing it in practice, which it is does. holding forward. It should, hitting, but it hitting. doesn't. Yeah. So you just need to hold forward. So, so here's the thing. I think the conversation gets muddy because, in some ways, you do the the easy mode debate does cross over with accessibility. But I think this is where people can get really shitty: is they start to call easy mode like lazy or or baby mode, or you're not truly experiencing the game. And I'm just like, you know what? So here's the analogy I made. Until I mean, I might be like, this is a really belabored metaphor, but Stair- so there are stairs in the world. There mm-hmm. are escalators and elevators as well, yep. right? Mm-hmm. You can choose to take the escalator or elevator because you need to. Like, let's say you have a disability where you mm-hmm. can't walk upstairs, right? You have to take these things. Or there are lots of people without disabilities who take those all the time out of either convenience or just because they want to. Mm-hmm. Or to, or to burn some calzones in between smoke breaks. Would you call everyone who takes the elevator lazy just off the top of your head without knowing if they had a disability or not first? No. But uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll present a different uh, analogy to you that isn't. See, I wouldn't isn't know because I'm too anything. busy pissing on all of them from my jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. But move, moving sidewalks at the airport, uh, mm-hmm. you can take those and get to where you're going quicker, or you can walk down the middle and maybe look at some art displays if they've set them up there. Um, the thing is, it's like you don't you don't walk down the middle of an airport. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing this the way it was meant to be experienced. This shitty no. fucking airport. <laughs> you don't you um, don't turn to the guys on the moving no. sidewalk and be like, fuck you, you fucking casuals. Yeah, and I, I have a story about that, too. So Ninja Gaiden 2, remember when that came out on yes. the th- Xbox 360? Yes. So that was a notoriously difficult, and it had an easy mode, and I heard so many horror stories about the difficulty that I was like, you know what, fuck it. I don't want a punishing experience. I just want to play this game. I'm going to play on easy and wear the little pink corsage on my wrist. Who cares? And I had a friend who came in and made fun, like, started messaging me over Xbox Live and making fun of me for it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm getting really far in this game and racking up fucking achievements. So what do you what do you want? And then, like, I checked on him later. He was playing it on easy. I'm really sorry you did that. And I just want you to know I've grown as a person since then. Wasn't you. <laughs> I think it's... The problem with this debate is people can get really shitty. Uh, yes, when... absolutely. Like their their own credentials are somehow being challenged. Yeah, but yeah. because they they interpret it as a call to like, we should dumb down all video games, and that's not what it is at all. No, it's it, it's not a zero sum game. It's it's not. Nothing's getting taken from you. What people are asking, I mean, here's here's where I would understand is. Making those changes or additions to games, that does require additional development resources. Mm-hmm. And so developers would need to plan for that. It, d- it doesn't just happen at the snap of a finger. You actually do need to, you know, especially with things like colorblind modes, you know, you need to do some research and figure out how that works. And actually, but there are organizations, able gamers, I believe they still offer this. They offer like free consultations to developers. Like we will, we will work with you and tell you, here's some changes you can make to your game that will make it more accessible to people. And, right. but developers so that's, that's, do have to make the, the beauty effort. behind Microsoft's controller that looks like a DJ hero peripheral. Oh uh, yeah. But the idea is just to get as many people playing games as possible, regardless of their inhibitors. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but the thing is, developers have to make the effort. And so if the developers aren't even bothering to look into that stuff, that's where I go, well, why not? Why haven't you even tried? Why, what is it keeping you from putting a colorblind mode in your game? Colorblindness is a fairly common disability for, for men, especially. Like, mm. other than maybe just ignorance, like you are not aware that this many people are affected by it. Yeah, that, that could be part of it. It could also be just like... You know, there's a certain amount of like, well, we're making the game. Why do we have to do all this extra stuff? We never had to do that before. I mean, I, I, I do sort of understand that reluctance as a, a very lazy person myself. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm making this building. We have stairs. That's fucking good enough for you guys. Yeah, yeah. If you really wanted to live on the 40th floor, you would just climb the stairs every day, Michael. Mm-hmm. And imagine how, how much more you'd feel like you made an yeah. achievement every I'd day. I'd grow as a person and probably be a lot healthier. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the discourse isn't going away anytime soon. This is going to happen every time from releases a game. Yeah, it's this is a never ending cycle. Yeah. Again, I never ever got that. The moment I picked up a Dark Souls game, dying is part of the experience, and once you realize that the game isn't hard at all. Yeah. It's just like learning to avoid. Like you can avoid, you can run away from anything. Yeah. And run around anything. Not so much in Sekiro. The thing with Sekiro is you kind of have to get to the point where you don't care if you die. Uh, because y- y- you, if you start treating every encounter as experimentation, like, yeah. okay, that that didn't work last time. I'm going to 
carefully, like, pay attention to what he does and see, what if I do it differently this way? And then it's about training yourself to catch those tiny split-second visual cues yeah. and learn how to react. Yeah, to this game, it, this is the hardest from software game. I think that's mm. without and, doubt. And you can't, you can't call anyone to help, which makes a huge difference. Yeah, there's no summons. There's one sort of in one mini-boss fight that I just uh, encountered recently before Lady Butterfly, who I beat. Took me... Ten plus times wow, to be like forever Earth. ago. Yeah, it took me a while, and that's the thing. Normally, when I play Souls games, I can beat those bosses three or four attempts, you know, max. Mm-hmm. And then these these bosses are taking me like ten attempts. You know, it's it is the hardest from game, and so I, it's very understandable to me how this game in particular has not only like rekindled that debate, but just fucking threw gasoline on that debate. You know, uh, yeah. but it's it's gotten a little ugly. All I will say is. Just be cool to each other. Just know yeah. that some people have things that they're going through that you don't personally get to experience, and just be a little more, have a little more empathy of those people. And then that that's kind of general advice for all online discussions. It's about true. Video games. It's true. But, but but I guess what I'm saying is maybe I, before I, the government should issue little plaques that just say "Not everybody's you." <laughs> There's that. And then maybe before fucking whipping out that get good gif. Like, mm-hmm. maybe think, like, oh, maybe there's a reason they're arguing for this, and I don't know what they're going through, and mm-hmm. do I really need to be that pithy? Maybe, I don't know. Just an idea. Maybe you should uh, look inside your own eternal sadness. Well, you'll, you'll donate 10 hours of your life to get good at a new $60 game every week. Maybe you should get good at feeding the homeless if you've got that much time <laughs> on your hands. <laughs> right. Maybe you should get good at emotional intelligence. <laughs> get good at keg stands and crushing puss. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, on that note... <laughs> Let's move on to the community segment, which is always is segmenting our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was what's the best April Fool's joke you ever played or had played on you? Uh, first responder on Video Game Apocalypse was Laser Time Rules, who says the best April joke I fell for was the infamous Shanglong one from EGM. Mm-hmm. And when the site ran a story claiming Mortal Kombat vs. Street Fighter was coming out. Conversely, when DC vs. MK was leaked on April Fool's Day, I thought it was bullshit. Wish I was right about it in retrospect. <laughs> I mean, you got Street Fighter vs. Tekken, or, yeah. or is, is the other way around? Cross Tekken. Cross, but did we get was it Tekken Cross Street Fighter we that got? That never Street happened. We got Akuma and Tekken yeah. instead. I, I always forget which order you place it in. It's it's like the first one to come is the gameplay system that it's based on more, right? Like, I guess, and the yeah. publisher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Tony Boy says I was in university halls in 2000, and my girlfriend at the time had gone back home for the weekend. I rang her at just before midnight from my mobile, uh, waking her up and told her that our friend Ollie had been arrested. The story was that he'd got stoned in his room and set off the fire alarm, causing the halls to be evacuated. When the fire department came, they found scales and a load of baggies in his room and knew he was dealing drugs, so called the police. He'd been taken off to the local police station. After telling her this, we went outside to a phone box and Ollie called her, saying it was his one call from jail and reiterated the story. My girlfriend called another friend who lived in the hall, by the way, and had been uh, struggling. It had been had been dragged out of bed by the fire alarm that had never gone off, and asked her to bail Ollie out. We caught this friend heading off to the police. We didn't know this as midnight rolled around and April first began. We rang her again from the phone box, and about twenty people who were in on this shouted "April Fools!" down the phone at her. She'd been in bed ill 
since she'd gotten home. She told me we would wa- talk about what had happened when she got back. I'm no longer with this girlfriend and never did find out what happened to the girl who headed down to the police station at midnight. She wouldn't tell us. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine showing up? I'm here to bail so-and-so out. Yeah. Uh, so-and-so is not here at this jail. Uh, this, yeah. It gave me flashbacks, actually, to something that happened in college when uh, – my new roommate, like, after we'd lived together for a few weeks, was like, hey, I'm going out for a bit. If a guy named Space comes by, can you just give me this? And he hands me, like, a $50 bill. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And so, yeah, Space comes by, Space. like, That's asking for my part. roommate. Space. Space. I'm not making that part up. That's That was his real nickname. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he said to give you this. He's like, okay, cool. And then he, like, opens his bag and, like, puts a, uh, like, a scale on my floor and starts, like, counting out, like, magic mushrooms onto the scale. He's like, okay, is this look good to you i don't fucking know man what the fuck is this michael this was the plot to three men and a baby admit uh-huh. you're making all this up no wow, this was, was all real <laughs> it was it really was i'm not making heroin instead of mushrooms yeah it was just mushrooms in my case but it was just like i never said anything about drugs he just said hey if a guy named space comes by i owe him 50 bucks here oh 50 bucks for the magic mushrooms god damn that's that's good how hard how, how, how many balls did you trip <laughs> so many balls. <laughs> All the balls. <laughs> like 27 balls. Like a Chuck E. Cheese pit full of balls. Uh-huh. Tripping Dragon Balls. Also my favorite Dave Matthews song. Tripping Dragon Balls. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was tripping Dragon Balls? <laughs> All right. Uh, on the cloud. <laughs> I can do Alex Hawkins. Uh, there's an editor's note here, I'm guessing for Matt, saying don't do this. I'm going to encourage it. This prank is fucked up. I'm just All right. bad Alex. Um, the best, bad worst Alex. April Fool's prank I played, <laughs> I was around 15 years old and found some chocolate laxatives in my grand's medicine cabinet. I knew right away they would be, uh, become the perfect accessory to an April, Fool, April Fool's prank. My dear friend Max's parents were away on holiday, so later that day uh, we were at his house sneaking some beers and playing old Sega Genesis games. I pulled out the chocolate laxatives from my pocket and offered him some. Concealed in my other pocket, I had real chocolate that I would also eat to make it seem less suspicious. <laughs> he took mood. a square and munched it right, <laughs> munched it down to my delight. <laughs> I waited a while and nothing happened. Uh, he looks to me and asks, "Hey man, have you got any more of that chocolate? It was disgusting, but I'm." <laughs> <laughs> I love that it, it was disgusting. <laughs> uh, now on, on uh, the packet, it states to eat half a square uh, for regular constipation, and if constipation is severe, then eat a whole square. I've been waiting a while, and I was a stupid 15-year-old, so I'm like, yeah, sure, and gave him the rest of the bar. Four whole squares. <laughs> oh, four times oh, no. the recommended dose. Uh, so I waited and waited for my friend to shit his pants so I could have a good old chuckle, but to my disappointment, nothing happened. We had school the next day, so I had to go home. I assumed the laxatives were duds or out of date and, uh, and bid him good night. This is a really good plot line in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. The following day at school, he was nowhere to be seen. He finally turned up a couple hours late, looking fairly worse for wear. When we, we asked him where he'd uh, been in your flight, oh man, you wouldn't believe last night, the, the night I had, uh, once you left my house, I got these terrible stomach cramps. I had to crawl up the stairs on my hands and knees to the bathroom where I spent all night simultaneously vomiting and shitting uh, everywhere. Uh. But I bet he looks so slender. Uh, <laughs> I, I naively thought uh, he would he would just shit his pants, and so realizing this prank had gone way too far, uh, I didn't tell him what I'd done and hesitantly asked him what he thought it was. He replied, Must have been a, a dodgy pie I ate. How many pies do you eat? Uh, British. Yeah. Yeah, that's just... ah, I see. It could be pizza or 
dog do? What, what's a pie over there? Uh, I Shepherd. agreed, and we uh, we went about the rest of the day as usual. I felt so guilty about it. It wasn't until years later I finally told him what I'd fed him. As you may imagine, he was still furious. <laughs> he's my best pal to this day now, 15 years later, and he still holds it against me. Uh, if you read this, please tell Max I'm sorry, and I love him greatly. Aww. Hey, Max, your dick friend Alex loves you greatly. <laughs> uh, this reminded me, I I totally blanked on a lot of pranks I used to pull. And I was, I told you guys the shitty pranks I pulled. I did pull some good ones, but they were, this is the thing. So Alex was friends of this guy, Max, right? We used to fucking do the shittiest things to our friends. Like, so this wasn't an April Fool's thing, but my friend, my friend Foster during college had this van. And we would we would know it was him because basically it was like his it was like from his dad's landscaping company and you could just spot the van from anywhere. So it was parked on the row, the Greek row or whatever. And I so I, of course, it was late at night. I hopped in the back of his van without him knowing and waited for him to get back in as he's driving halfway down the road. He goes a few blocks. I reach from behind him in the seat and put my arms around him. He fucking puts the, the car in, in park, runs out of the driver's side door and starts running down the street. And then I realize after, I'm like, I could have gotten us in a really bad accident. Like, he could have just slammed into some fucking car. Like, Jesus. we did really stupid yeah, you're, shit. you're lucky for his instincts. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Dude, totally would have been worth it. And uh, uh, I was... I was... Uh, Doing a little of the, uh, what, do, what do we say? What kind of show is this? Doing some drugs, and we were out of said drug. And I asked my friend, do you have any more of this, uh, pardon me, sir, do you have any more of this cocaine? Hmm. And he's like, uh, no, but I have these pills that are exactly like it. Here, take these. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even didn't even think about it, took them, and then my... I, I, my memory is like sort of waking up in the bathroom with a fucking fire hose coming out of my asshole and my friend John standing behind the door ah! <laughs> just cackling I'm like why is this happening oh alright good one buddy good one <gasps> mm-hmm. holding on to the rim my legs are up in the air <laughs> wait what was he doing with just laxative pills in his pocket though I don't yeah, why did he have those oh, on yeah. hand even at his house shame him yeah What's wrong, John? Can't shit? Can't Ha-ha. stay regular? <laughs> in your 20s? Like, that is actually, like, a problem. Yeah, that's, that's weird. weird. Um, uh, Connor Wade says, I remember being fooled by a joke you guys did on Talk what? Radar way back in 2011 when episode 145, you guys decided to reverse the show so that the third segment was the first and vice versa. Aha! I thought I had downloaded a special episode by accident since it didn't open with the usual soundbite from The Office followed by Helix Nebula. Then I thought the download had glitched, but then Chris said April Fools during the show and it got 16-year-old me good. Still a fantastic and hilarious episode in general. I thought he was talking about the one we did that was just a it was it had to make it short, but it was like a 10-minute conversation between yep. Banjo Kazooie, a sim and uh Star Fox K. K. Slider. Yeah. KK Slider and Star Fox. It's nice. Nice. <laughs> Star Fox. Which I use actually the Star Fox command to like talk into that shit. Oh, wow. And spit it out in the podcast. <laughs> <machine>. <laughs> I don't even need it. I'm so good at it now. <laughs> I, love that, I love that they joked about that in the <laughs> Starlink trailer. That, <laughs> Hold on. This thing's broken. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> on Twitter, at Potsoyi. 
P-O-T-S-O-Y-I. I'm not sure I how to pronounce that. I couldn't figure that one out either. Uh, it says, 24 hours of banana phone stuck in my head. Damn Thanks, right. Antista. Ring, 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 banana phone. So actually this weekend I played that for my youngest daughter. She fucking loved that song, dude. She was cracking up the whole time. Ring 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 banana God. Is it is there a I want to hear the songs he didn't put out. (laughs) Now you know. It 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 just sounds like the title of of Bush's latest album. Uh on the official Laser Time Facebook community, Dan Strothman Strothman says, This isn't a prank I pulled, but I gotta tell the story of a hilarious April Fool's gag my late father did back in the 80s. My mom had a Jane Fonda workout video she exercised with a few times a week. My dad, who worked at a TV station, got a couple of his buddies to dress up in leotards, wigs, makeup, and they videotaped wow. them working out in the <laughs> studio. He replaced the Jane Fonda VHS with this tape. After dinner, he asks my mom if she's going to do her aerobics. She says she's too exhausted, but he keeps suggesting she do it anyways. After a few more requests, she starts to get annoyed with him, so he says he wants to do it with her. My sister and I knew he'd switch the tape, so we went into the living room to watch. When she starts the video and my dad and his buddies come out in drag and a falsetto giving instructions, I lost my mind. To seven-year-old me, this was the funniest thing ever. I'm thankful for this memory. It always makes me smile. <laughs> God damn, I wish I, I actually wish I was there for that. That is simultaneously the most wholesome and the most 80s memory I can <laughs> yeah, ever think yeah, of. Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine having that much time to to, to trick your wife? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, those kind of resources. Like, let me get my I, I know. Dude, if like one of you asked me like, "Hey Matt, can you uh, get on leotard?" And some makeup and a mm-hmm. wig and uh, do a prank with me. First, I'd be like, look, you don't need to make it like a prank, okay? If you just want me to dress up yeah, like that, yeah. you just ask me like a fucking man. Second, I'm going to need to know at least three weeks in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I got to order the right color. Uh-huh. Leotard. Yeah. Third, okay. no leotard. I only wear a unitard. One tard. That's all you get. <laughs> Jesus. Like, instead of a leotard, can it just be like one of those Borat onesies? <laughs> yeah. No, I'd rather have an Andre the Giant onesie. Mm-hmm. That'll be difficult to masturbate to, but I'll give it a shot. (laughs) Jason Cromer said, I had a friend at work who was older than me uh, and not very tech savvy. And I took advantage of that by playing a number of Jim Halpert-esque pranks on him. uh, To name some greatest hits, I, one, made a series of Outlook rules that would open the entire Microsoft Office suite, 30 instances of Internet Explorer, and a number of other programs when I sent him an email. (laughs) So fucked up. But I'm sorry I'm laughing, but damn, Jason, ice cold, man. Michael! Uh, changed it, uh, number two, changed his windows colors to black with very, very, very dark gray text <laughs> in an eight-point font. <laughs> I haven't done, I used to do these all the time. Why are I we laughing? About this. Yeah, this is so mean. Go on. <laughs> number three, replaced his pens and pencils with crayons and his coffee mugs with sippy cups. <laughs> Number four, uh, turned his volume up full blast and made his browser homepage a YouTube video of Funky <laughs> Nice. Uh, wow. All that right. Is, uh, that's good. Finally, we have a video response from Red Rock 963. Mm-hmm. Hey, VGA, it's uh, Red Rock 963 here with my gaming buddy Lita Aww. It's a cat. on this lazy Sunday. 
and April Fool's Day pranks. So I was about 11 years old and I wanted a Sega Genesis more than anything. And my, I was saving money for one, you know, doing chores, babysitting, mowing lawns, stuff like that. And I was about two-thirds of the way there. And my dad, on April 1st, sits me down and says, Look, I read in the newspaper this morning that there was a huge fire at the Sega factory. And Sega factory. There was a short in one of the Sega Genesis, and that they're recalling all of the Sega Genesises, and that the Sega company is going out of business. And little 11-year-old me, because bear in mind, there's no internet at this point, is devastated. Like, he just told me that someone had ran over one of our pets. And I was bawling my eyes out. And, you know, after I get done crying and all that, he's like, huh, April Fool's. And I think my mother might have given him a talking to about how <laughs> upset I was. Because a month later for my birthday, I got a Sega Genesis for my birthday. But yeah, Dan trolled me pretty hard. And he was good at that. And I'll never forget it. And thank Christ for the internet where I can, you know, look shit up like that now, but good troll, Dad. Anyway, uh, th thanks for the good show, guys. Talk to you later. Uh, thank you, Red Rock 963. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I feel like my dad would do that to me in reverse all the time, except it was just like, want to go to the hardware store? No. They have Nintendos. Like, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I only fell for this about five times before I realized there were no Nintendos at the hardware store. But it seemed likely because they had Nintendos at Sears, and so I would go and just, like, sit on that kiosk, like, back in 1986 or whatever. Anyway. All right, new question of the week. Uh, if you had to pick one video game character that you like to die forever, who would it be and why? I think... In my case, uh, I'd have to go with Solid Snake. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 came very close to just kind of giving him a noble death at the end, but uh, spoilers did not. It demurred and said, like, go live your life, whatever remains, and I want to see him. I feel like he's got one more adventure in him. I want to see him go out in a blaze of glory and and have a noble end. I think I think he deserves that. Uh, so that that might be neat to see. But, yeah, I, I don't want to hear people just saying, like, Ugh, I fucking hate this character. That's why I made it one you like. Yeah. Think about I this. I have a character that I like that I wish would go away forever. All for right. Sure. sure. Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> well, every, every good person wants Waluigi to go away forever. Yeah, it's, it's officially out of control. Waluigi was something the world instantly looked at as, that's stupid. And then when something that stupid stays around for two decades, you start to, like, sort of respect it. But we don't need to elevate it. They yeah. Just let him let him be stupid and, and stupid the stupid baby Mario game. I think it's been elevated by the kids who grew up in the past twenty years who are like, "Oh man, Waluigi, he's so awesome!" Like, no, I'm he's one of those he's kids. an asshole. His name should be Wooigi. Uh huh. It's a it's a Japanese pun that doesn't translate into English. He's like Warui because Warui is bad. He's got bad in his name. He sucks. So he's he's called Bad Waluigi. Waluigi. Uh, 
Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not good at this today. Oh, my God. My <laughs> no, sucks. no, I agree with you. The, the, the Waluigi discourse is out of hand. It's game difficulty <laughs> modes, Epic Game Store, and fucking Waluigi. Mm-hmm. When I saw, like, that, like, oh, Waluigi wasn't announced in Smash Brothers, pre-order canceled. I'm pretty sure most people were fucking around. But, hey, man, what can you, what can you not do with a purple Diddy Kong? That you could, we wanted to do with a Waluigi. Yeah. Oh, and, and to be honest, if you were serious, fucking good, because no one wants to play Smash with you anyways. <laughs> oh! If they're Waluigi like an ass. Yeah, if, if, if they were going to cancel the pre-order because it didn't have Waluigi, yeah, oh well. Um, <laughs> man, to think you had, man, he, he had a checkbox and like hit 74 and just like, nope! <laughs> no, yeah. no Waluigi. I think this is enough. Closes the book on Smash. <laughs> We're done here. Uh, everyone's here. Almost everyone, fanboys. Um, I'll give one that it's not because I hate him. I secretly sort of love him. But it's time he went away because he's really annoying. Kirby? No. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rossetti. From Animal Crossing. Mr. Rossetti is always there to let me know when I'm cheating, even though I might have just accidentally turned off my Game Boy, or God forbid, the battery ran out. Mr. Rossetti is one of those characters that I hear that and, like, it's like a real celebrity. It's like, oh, he's still alive? Like, I thought I heard he got cancer five years ago. (laughs) He's still doing it? So that's the thing. (laughs) I thought he had Alzheimer's. With the Switch... You can just put your game in rest mode at any minute and then pick mm-hmm. up right where you left off. So yeah. I think we pay, we should have a fitting memorial in the next Animal Crossing game where we pay tribute to Mr. Rossetti because he's no longer needed. He's mm-hmm. no longer needed to, his watch is over. He's done well. Fucking give him a Viking you know, funeral. Give him a gold watch. He's retired. Give him a gold watch and then give him a Viking funeral out to the Animal Crossing island. Mm-hmm. You know, he can go with that little turtle dude singing to him the whole time. Captain? Uh, Captain, Captain can sing to him, and uh, he'll have a Viking funeral. Uh, rest now, Mr. Rossetti. <laughs> his watch is ended. His watch is ended. <laughs> rest, dear Mr. Rossetti. Uh, Godspeed. Oh, man. I feel like there's a song in there. Anyway. <laughs> I hope he doesn't believe in reincarnation. <laughs> so what's a character you like that you'd want to get rid of because you hate? No, uh, what's a character you like that you would want to see die forever in uh in some way let us know uh devise outside, a outside of, their of death. games outside of games for real hmm. arnold schwarzenegger's terminator put that franchise in a grave please <laughs> oh, please oh, i may have a surprise for the next laser time then Ooh. anyway let us know go to uh videogameapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 311 it was which was an inside job as we all know 311 should be investigated yes yes uh and or uh hit us up on the official laser time community on facebook there'll be a thread started there where you can comment or uh hit us up on twitter at vg apocalypse sound off let us know uh give us an earful who cares uh anyway that's been our show let's go out with some plugs what do you guys got 311 sucks balls I will. I will say I accidentally gave my my fake my the Snapchat account. I gave it out on the air, <laughs> and I've gotten what? a few friend requests. Don't reach out to me there because I just shut off notifications. Uh, but uh, yeah, Matt Matt lightly. T- I don't want to tease next week's Laser Time any more than that. But it- let's do it. Let's. I have a tease. Oh, if go for it. You enjoy 
everything around wrestling except the wrestling itself and mm, want yes. to hear some fun talk about that, you might want to tune in to next week's Laser Time. That's Ooh, all I'll no, say. I, I had a fucking blast with WrestleMania. This is a good, it was a good WrestleMania this year. Yeah, man. It was a feel-good yeah, WrestleMania. The man won. The man won the belt in the first all-female main event. That doesn't make any sense. Becky the man Lynch, man. Why is she the man? Because she's the fucking man. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Michael, show some fucking respect. Did she beat the man? She she beat two women. <laughs> she I beat guess. two women, but she's throwing the quote back in the face of her opponent, whose father created the phrase, yes. Ric Flair. Uh, show some fucking respect. I see, I see. Woo. <laughs> be careful when the man comes around, all right? Now, Becky Lynch is awesome. She's my favorite. All right. Um, but on, on Laser Time this week, we're talking to our buddy Mallory O'Mara about uh, Lady uh, Lady from the Black Lagoon, the untold story of um, Millicent uh, Patrick, the uh, the first lady monster creator, created, got uncredited for the creation of Creature from the Black Lagoon and Disney Animator. Uh, what? And I love part of the book is like, you feel like the internet gives you access to everyone, but like, what if they're dead before MySpace started? Mm. Like that means there's no photos uploaded and no address and who's who was their friend? Who can I talk to? And like, I think it's that is that to me like it's not it's not fifty percent of the book, but it's like it, I find that mildly fascinating because it you, know, you could do it too if you wanted to. It just requires going to a library where they have all of our relatives' information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thirty twenty ten this week. I'm trying to think of a highlight other than like it's really great. The, the third segment didn't die, <laughs> uh, but but say anything is a movie we talk a lot about. And if you're a patron, you got a big ass bonus time two hours uh, over two hours of me and Tyler Wild not only uh, talking about things from the past, uh, but about things in the future like therapy and surviving a breakup and going on bad dates. Uh, Tyler and I haven't really caught up in a long time and we kind of just did it on a podcast um, and it was really because we had so much fun ruining VGA last yeah, week. Yeah, I was going like, to say, I, I'm kind of surprised you had two hours in you after doing two hours on VGA. Dude, we were having a blast. I, yeah. I, did you cut out Little Rectors? I haven't heard anything about Little Rectors. I'm pretty sure it's in there We somewhere. shortened... <laughs> So, I actually, so you guys heard a little bit of Little Rectors on last week's show, but I, I, I took the rest of what we recorded and sent it to Michael, and I'm threatening to release it as a Patreon exclusive, because there's just five minutes of us riffing on I, Little Rectors. I, I think half of it made it in as half the secret of- sound, because I thought it would be funniest if it just cut off at Chris saying, like, so how does it work with Netflix? You just pitch a show, and then they have professionals right, work on right. it? You're yeah. right. That was a secret sound. You cut, the, yeah. Because that, that was the thing you told me. You're like, wow, an embarrassment of riches. I sent you like five potential secret sounds, mm-hmm. including one of Chris shitting himself. Yeah. Most of them were just fart noises. <laughs> uh, oh. My dietary habits have gotten awful, especially in these record days. Mm-hmm. Running out of the house to get fucking fast food mm-hmm. like an idiot. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, it's fast. But if you're a patron, patreon.com slash laser time, we thank you tremendously. Uh, it is tax time. Anything, if you're getting anything back, uh, and you're not a patron, hey, maybe consider donating a really small price to us because it means a great de- it means a great deal to all of us, uh, which uh, helps reimburse all of us buy equipment. As we reported last week, the computer's not doing great. It'll probably go along to record a couple more podcasts, but it's eventually going to need to be replaced. I got taxes to pay. Uh, and this week, you have an all-new edition of Listener Strike Back. Uh, for 302010, and I loved hearing what you guys had to say about primarily uh, Farscape and The Watchmen. 
and excuse me, just Watchmen. It's not the Watchmen. Uh, and it's like bonus time with me and Tyler. So you have a bunch more podcasts uh, from the Laser Time community for the price of an expensive cup of coffee. I can see why you'd think it was the Watchmen because it's it's not who watches Watchmen; it's who watches right. the Watchmen. Who watches, who watches Watchmen? Watchmen? A bunch of assholes. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> anyway, that's been our show. As always, you can find us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse and online. You know, on on your web browser, it's a thing you can type words into at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Where you can play Game of Thrones. What? Which one? Game of Thrones Winter is Coming, the <laughs> official 2019 browser, browser game. game. Yeah, you can also uh, follow me on Twitter, where I will occasionally post dumb pictures of awful bootleg uh, high-end action figures. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. You can at follow Whitney me, Paras. You can follow me at Maddie Allen, where I post pictures of John Cena clearly not going through a midlife crisis as he revives his thugonomics character. Oh dear! In his forties. He wears jorts, you guys. Jorts. You look like my nuts with a hairier bush, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not possible. Yeah, it's not where your bush is, John. You need to talk to somebody. <laughs> All right. That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. That's a bad joke. You got <laughs> okay. it. Yeah, that joke's fucking gone. Trust me. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it.